And you are listening to the Fans of Wrestling Show here on FOW Live, uh, live on Podbean, on the Podbean app. I am Patrick, Join as always, Benny and Eric. Uh, Mika Villa is who knows where these days. Uh, but, yeah, so, guys, how are you guys doing? And, Eric, I'm excited to finally speak. Uh, about New Japan Pro Wrestling with you and hear more than just your thoughts on Suzuki Gun. Well, you know, Suzuki Gun shows no mercy. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell them because, you know, they, they, they didn't have the best of, uh, of uh, January 4th and 5th. Uh, but yes, uh, we're, uh, you know, just right off. Uh, the biggest show of the year for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, a two-night uh, extravaganza, which was uh, Wrestle Kingdom 15, uh, live from uh, the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan. And let's get right to it. So let's start with night one. Uh, now, I did not watch the pre-show matches. I don't know if they were even aired. Anywhere? Just the uh, just the Rumble was just the Rambo. Okay. The Stardom matches were going to be aired on Stardom World. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, so let's go ahead and and, and start with uh, just your thoughts on the Rumble. I mean, uh, as soon as I heard uh, the Yano was one of the four finals, of course, along with Pale Bushi and Owens. I knew where that was going, but 21 men, uh, Minoru Suzuki, Yuhi Nagata, Tuafinari, Hiroko Goto, Yoshihashi, Kogi Makabe, Duki, Yuhiro Takahashi, Tomohiro Ishii, Tomaki Omna, Hiroyashi Tenzen, Rocky Romero, Show, Tiger Mask, Gabriel Kidd, Yota Sushi, and Yamura. Uh, where the t- along with Chase Owens, Bad Dog, Foley, Bushi, and Toriyanu, the 21 men, uh, in uh, the Ninja Pain Rambo, of course, Chase Owens, Bad Luck, Foley, Bushi, and Toriyanu, uh, were the four remaining, uh, wrestlers who would then go night two to face each other, uh, for the uh, King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy. Yeah, I mean, it was a you know your standard Rambo, and they're they're pretty fun, but there was no real surprises or anything this year. I think because it was for the King of Pro Wrestling, you know, they weren't going to bring in some of the legends like in the past. They bring in, you know, uh, somebody to just literally come in and hit a couple moves and they get pinned and leave. But I think they wanted to keep the main roster. I was a little surprised that all three of the active young lions were there in the match. Um, that was kind of the only surprise to me as far as who was in it. Yeah, it was a, I mean, like you said, it was your typical Rambo type deal. Um, I'm, I'm not privy to a lot of the storyline, so I was just really watching for, for entertainment value. And when you get 21 people in a ring together, you know, it just, uh, there's yeah. always going to be some kind of entertainment somewhere. Yeah, but I remember the days when uh, they would bring the old, old names and, uh, yeah, it like Greg Kabuki. Was one time? Wasn't Billy on it? I felt like he maybe. was in there one year. 
I think he was on the, the same year that um, Norton was a few Scott years Norton ago. Was, yeah. Yeah. And they bring in like great Kabuki and stuff like that for some of these and, you know, those kind of guys, but they didn't do any of that this year. Um, yeah. Which I think well, is because it was know, the king of pro wrestling. Yeah. That and also being that it's COVID, you don't want to bring any. Yeah. Certain or, guys don't want to be know, out there in the arenas and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But all right. Uh, and that brings us to our opening match. We're starting out with a banger here. Uh, the winner of the best super junior, Shiroru Takahashi, uh, versus the the winner of the Super Jacob, ELP. Uh, so Los Ingobernables de Japón versus Bullet Club right away. Uh, factions collide. Um, it it didn't get a lot of time, but it didn't need to. I thought uh, this match was a perfect start to the night. I really enjoyed it, and it was probably the shortest match I've ever enjoyed of New Japan. I mean, usually you're used to their 20, 30, and you know, even 60 plus mat, you know, minutes long matches. But yeah, this is a good uh, less than 20 minute match that I really, really enjoyed. It really set the pace, I think, for the rest of the night. Yeah, it got it started off to a bang, as the juniors usually do. Um, so it was it was definitely a lot of fun. You know, Harumba gets the win in a, you know, not using his finish in kind of a way where he just, you know, kind of surprise catch him with a, uh, with a pin. So I think that was a little bit different, too, um, than your normal uh, normal matches where he would hit, you know, the time bomb and he hit the dynamite plunger and these kind of things. Um, so it was it was good, though. It was good. It was a fun match. And, you know, the right guy won, I think, because, of course, Hiromu, you're going to want him on both nights. He's easily one of the most popular stars in the company right now, so you definitely want to maximize his exposure. Yeah, um, this was probably my second favorite match of the night. Um like you said, Patrick, it was really sh- not really short, but short by what I remember New Japan standards to be. Yes, um, New Japan standards for sure, sure. Because the last the re- last Wrestle Kingdom that I watched live, I think, was um, Okada Omega One, um, and I remember starting that at two a.m. and I think I finished around eight thirty in the morning. So, um, yeah. But it was a good match. I really liked Takahashi. Um, and and like you said, I think the best man won because he is super over and he's super talented. So, yeah, why would you not put him on both nights of your major show of the year? No. Uh, next up, uh, we're banging right along. Gorillas of Destiny, uh, who uh, won the uh, World Tag League. Uh, defeat the Dangerous Stackers to win uh, the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Uh, Suzuki Gun here uh, suffering a, a big loss to uh, the Bullet Club. Uh, but yeah, Gorillas uh, of Destiny reminding me of uh, Techno Team 2000. I guess we can call them Techno Team 2020 uh, or 2021. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the the Girls of Destiny just you know continued along. Uh, the momentum that they got from you know since they returned 
uh, Tunisia Pan on um, and the global uh, the the World Tag League and here you know another loss by to, to uh, by the Techers uh, yeah this one had a hurt but uh, of course Jado always there to uh, you know interfere but uh, I, I well thought- I mean they they you know dangerous Techers brought Doki with them to try to. Yeah counteract Giotto's interference and he did to an extent but the Gorillas of Destiny were still able to use the Iron Fingers which they used to beat the Techers in the World Tag League so using some of uh, of Tai Chi's own weapons against him um, helped earn them that victory but yeah. I don't think things are done between these two teams if you saw the backstage comments no. it seems the Techers definitely want the return match no. um, and you know Gorillas of Destiny still kind of taunting them about where the Iron Fingers were and where they were going to be, and they never see them again, and, and these kind of things. You know, one thing I, I, I thought I, I really enjoyed this much so much more than I than the uh, World Tag League match, too. I don't know, but it was it was very good. Probably uh, the best best showing out of uh, the the Girls of Destiny this year. Well, the last twelve months. I mean, since they since they've returned. In Japan, in my opinion, they look great here. Yeah, they. Yeah, um, both teams look strong. Yeah, they really did. Um, I don't really know much about uh, Dangerous Techers as a tag team because, as I've said, you know, it's been a while. But I remember liking Tai Chi, and I do love Zack Saber Jr. Um, so I thought that, that was a really good pairing of a tag team. Um, <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, the Real Bullet Club um, shots looked really good. Um, I've always loved Tonga and Loa tagging together. Um, they're so brutal. I remember the last Wrestle Kingdom that I did end up watching. Um, the Outside of you know Omega, Okada, all I remember is watching them and every other word was fuck this, fuck that, fuck you. And like, just just the way that they interacted, and all the Japanese fans were like, "Yeah," having no idea what they were saying at all. Um, but I just really like them as a tag team, and I'm glad that they got the dub. Yeah, that this puts them in rare air. They're now they've held the tag team titles for seven times. No other tag team has held the IWGP Tag Team Championship for seven times. So they break. They now have set that record. Um, and they won the World Tag League this year, um, you know. And when at the Tokyo Dome, which is something they hadn't been able to do, they hadn't been able to win at the Tokyo Dome. So, uh, so you know, this was a big a big deal for them in a lot of ways. And streak broken, you know, yeah, streak kind of a down streak broken, broken. Um, and they're now looking to continue, you know, dominating the tag division like they've been doing for a while. Yeah. Um, see here. Uh, what was next? Uh, yeah. So then, uh, we get a, a promo. Uh, an unexpected promo, but we get a promo. Uh, can't really tell what it is. Then we find out. We see the belt, a familiar belt, the New Japan Pro Wrestling United States Championship belt. And John Moxley is there from the 
LA studio and in the US. And basically he says, so I think he says, he doesn't know when, but he will be back. And now you know they shouldn't just expect to get you know the title handed to them because they're gonna have to take it from him. Uh, so at least something that, that reminds us that uh, he is not forgotten, that the title is not forgotten, and that um, yeah. So eventually one day we'll see John Moxley defend the United States Championship uh, against uh, whoever has. Uh, the briefcase at the time, yes. Well, he made uh, it seem as though the winner of the match at the, at the Tokyo Dome would fight him. There wouldn't be any more defenses after him. So that's what he made it seem. But we don't know how long it's going to be, honestly, before Kento's yeah. out. You know, Kento, of course, winning, beating Kojima, retaining the IWGP United States Championship Challenge Rights Certificate. He's defended that title. He's defended that five times. Which is he's more time than, that any, more than, than anybody. Defended the US he's defended that more than times than anybody's defended the U.S. title. Nobody's ever had yeah. five successful defenses of the U.S. championship. Um, so, as an interim champion, he's already setting the bar, um, so to speak. But you know, after Wrestle Kingdom, there's usually a press conference. There was no press conference this year. No, um, usually, that kind of usually that kind of states when the next events are happening. Um, you know, title challengers, those kind of things. But I think because of the upswing in COVID cases around the world, and especially in Japan, I think we're kind of at a little bit of a of a hiatus. I think we might be it might be a little while before we know when we can run shows again. Yeah, I mean, we, they they barely were able to have this show. I mean, yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. One point, the show was in question. They had to reduce attendance, so they were able to have the show. But yeah, no, nothing announced. But uh. Who knows when? Who knows where? But uh, yeah, jo- John Moxley was there to remind us that uh, he, he the champ's still here. Um, and yeah, Kenta defeated uh, Kojima there. Um, Fourteen minutes. So it was uh, pretty much uh, for the most part, in my opinion, uh, it, it all about Kenta and uh, yeah, that's it should be. Uh, but. Uh, uh, it was it's nice to see uh, Kojima and Tenson out there every once in a while putting a, a good thing show. Eric, any thoughts about this match? Oh yeah, sorry. Um yeah, I love watching Kenta, um, point blank, period, and the discussion. He is one of my favorite, not only just, you know, strong style type wrestlers, he's probably one of my top uh, 10, 15 of all time. Um, it was a good match. I love Kojima. Um, it was nice to actually see him out there for a match. I, I, I'm going to attribute it being a shorter match to it being against Kojima because homie's probably pushing what... He's 50 years old now. Yeah. I was yeah, about to say, Kojima's he's, 50 years old this year. I was about year. to say, if he's not pushing 50, he's already 50. So, yeah. I mean, it's understandable. You can't really go that super long. But, yeah, I enjoyed the match. Um, it was it was good. It was good. I, I didn't know that fact about the, uh, the U.S. title, that nobody's defended it five times and that um, – Moxley's yeah. only defended it twice. And uh, uh, and Kent has defended his rights certificate five times. Yeah, 
And and Moxley lost it at one point, did he not? If he was I stripped of the belt. Correctly. Yeah, he was stripped. Yeah, so this, is his, this, is, this is his second reign. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Now, now I'm now I'm with you. But yeah, it was a good match. So uh, yeah, next up, uh, it's uh, it's the turn of the Empire uh, as uh, the Great Okan uh, challenges DAs. Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, and uh, yeah, another uh, match under 20 minutes. So here we go. Four matches uh, under 30 minutes. They're giving us a break. That means something's coming. <laughs> here it is. <laughs> we should have known better. Um, and yeah, so the ace showing uh, the great Okan, hold up, buddy. Uh, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not past. No, I'm, I'm not, you're not putting me at the pasture just yet. Uh, it was a hard-fought battle. I mean, the greater kind of looked very good at times and, and you know, like, looked like he could have put uh, Tanahashi away, but in the end, uh, there's only one ace uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, and uh, Tanahashi showed the greater kind why he is uh, the ace. Absolutely. I mean, there was a lot of speculation about tanahashi and how he's done this year and um just you know kind of on a downslide so to speak because injuries catching up to him age catching up to him it's like the spirit is willing but the body is is starting to give out and um so that was kind of what great okan was saying great okan when challenging him was like you know it's time for you to step aside and let you know me come up and take your spot you know you're no longer the ace you were and you know, Tanahashi showed that, yes, he might be slowing down a few steps, but he's still the ace we all know and love. And he, you know, went and hit the high fly flow and put him away. And, uh, you know, Great Okan has a great future in uh, in New Japan. He's going to be a big star. He's This is not going to be his last Tokyo Dome appearance. Um, no, he'll probably be fighting for titles sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, he, today he falls to the ace. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I'll say uh, Greater Khan did look very good in that match. He, you know, uh, I, I mean, was this uh, uh, yeah? He fought Okada, uh, you know, yeah. in one of his major so matches but, back. And but he's, he's been he's only been eight. back like he's only been back like since the, he came in in the G one. Yeah, the last so night like, of the G one. Yeah, so it's kind of like he he's he's only been here for a very brief time, and he's already had. Uh, Okada and, uh, and and Tanahashi now. Uh, yeah, Tanahashi, and he's been able to just uh, really look really really good. And you know, it's not like it was Tanahashi wrestling around a, a young boy. It's uh, you know, Greater Khan really uh, did his thing and and showed that he belongs. So that, that, there's definitely a lot more that the Greater Khan is gonna do in the future, but. Uh, I mean, I even thought that Greater Khan was going to win. I was like, kind of hatchy, just going to, you know, put the guy over. But uh, no, um, Tanahashi on top. But uh, kudos to him make, making the Greater Khan looking look, you know, look very, very good in this match. Yeah, I think uh, Tanahashi showed that he's. Er, sorry, I think Tanahashi showed that he's still got a lot left in him. Uh, he looked really good. Uh, yeah. He might have slowed down a little bit since the last time that I've seen him, but with age comes, you know, you got to change it up. 
and I think he did. He's done a really good job of it, and I thought he looked like he was in the best shape of his career. Honestly, he looked fantastic I mean, to me. Phys- physically, he looks out. I mean, he looks outstanding. He really does. He's got a, he's got an incredible physique. But it's just like you said, he slowed down a couple steps, and he's kind of adjusted some of his offense to where he's not doing as much high flying. He's got a little more groundwork. He's working on the cloverleaf submission. He's working going back to the. Uh, the dragon suplex as a big move as well. That was his like original finisher before the high fly flow. Um, so he is adjusting up his offense a little bit. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, he looks fit. He looked fantastic. He really did. And once you, you know, once you start aging, your moveset changes. I mean, like, or, or not even just aging, like with, with injuries. I mean, look at Austin. Austin used to be a fantastic technical wrestler that was with the broken net. he, he had to just, you know, change his entire moveset for the most part. So, I mean, kudos to Taka, uh, Tanahashi for, you know, changing it up. Like, he realized he's got to do some stuff different, and he is. It's like music. you got to change with the times, bro. Uh, yeah. Uh, next up, of course, we get another video package. And, again, you know, the focus is on the Empire – and it's a leader as uh, Will Osprey comes out uh, and him and Okada put on the longest match of night one at 35 plus minutes. Um, this one made me sweat a little bit. I mean, they were going hard at each other. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, know, I, I know that Osprey's character is. You know, really trying to make a statement and saying, but I mean, they were. So, I mean, uh, there was this move to where, like, when um, Okada was laying face down with his neck outside the ring under the robes, and then uh, what do you call it? Osprey jumped and went to his knee to the back of the head. Uh, I just cringed. I was like, ooh. And that was early on. That was early yeah. in the match. Yeah. And that, exactly. That, that, and then. And then uh, and then the, the table spot in the match. I mean, oh yeah, because he had to lift him and turn him sideways to drop him on that table, and you can yeah, see yeah. the cuts and the welts on Okada's back. They, they need to start getting uh, bigger tables, wider, like, wider tables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wider, wider tables. Those, like in, uh, those notoriously, better. those notoriously thin and hard to break Japanese tables. Yeah, they need to tell the, the tables that you know it's okay to to do the job every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Just ask yeah, the Spanish the, 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 the Japanese tables they, they, they don't jump for almost anybody. Yeah, um, they're not, Jesus. Uh, yeah, it was I mean it, it it was I mean thirty-five minutes, thirty-five minutes. Uh but But it didn't it, feel like it, thirty five minutes though. It, it didn't feel it, like it was a long match. It didn't, but I think I think I did I did follow with like the emotion got me a little bit like, yeah. I felt like the, the match could have ended like many times. Like when I thought, okay, wow, this is about to end, and then they went another ten minutes, and then yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like it was. It, it was like a roller coaster. Um, it was. This was my match of the night. Uh, this was. I just loved it because both guys did so well, and Okada's. You know, Okada's the best in the world, flat out. And Osprey can definitely show that he can hang with, of course, the best as we know he can. But he's changed up his style a little bit since turning heel, since turning heavyweight. He's he's changed his style to where he's not doing as much acrobatic stuff. He's slowing down. He's 
making his moves count. He's picking his spots. Um, and it, you know, there was this, the, the animosity in this match as well. You could feel through these guys about Osprey betraying Okada and, you know, beating him up and sending the great Okan after him and forming the, you know, what's now known as the United empire, but they were still just dropping the term empire here. Um, it's just, and it was, I just love this match. Like you said, several points. I really thought it was over multiple times. I thought either guy could have won it. When Osprey hit the Rainmaker, I thought it was over. I thought he was literally going to beat Okada with his own move. Um, and you know, they, then he hit. The, I mean, he hit the top rope Spanish fly on him. I mean, there was all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. First and foremost, fuck Will Osprey. Um, other than that, put him over though. Uh, other than that, Okada is the best wrestler in the world, point blank. Like you said, um, I don't think that there's any. There should be any more room for discussion. Um, year after year, he's putting on. Top, top tier matches with everybody and I don't see anybody in America or really anywhere else that can compare to Okada so I yeah I just think he's point blank best in the world um, but yeah I guess I'll put over Osprey um, I did notice um, that like you said he has slowed down a little bit since he's kind of moved away from junior um which is which is probably good um all the acrobatic stuff it's it's nice to watch but eventually it gets boring um i i like the style it suits him better than just flippity floppy and flying everywhere um but yeah it, it was a good match it was my third favorite match of the night and i hate saying that because it is a a Will Ospreay match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, in conclusion, fuck Will Ospreay. And yeah. Well, you know, Ospreay had to let go of, of some of the, uh, uh, you know, the, the flipping moves because, you know, he now has to carry uh, his uh, big ego um, around. <laughs> so, so it started, um, started to wear on him. Yeah. He had to build the extra yeah. muscles for his ego. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. plus. Um, like uh, uh, so we move on to the main event of the evening, which was my match of the night uh, for the show. Uh, is of course the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship match. Uh, Naito defending against Kota Ibushi. Uh, and here we go. Uh, you know, the, these two, you know, no strangers to one another. Uh, you know, uh, we've seen uh, all the matches uh, that they've had, uh, the multiple G1s, uh, the New Japan Cup, uh, the, the G1 Supercard, uh, and uh, also, um, well, didn't they find the meaning a couple of years ago, I feel like it, but uh, yeah, I feel like every year, at least they, they wrestle one big match at least once a year, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I was ready to see these two guys start going at it from the beginning, but uh, it felt like they, they took their time. They, 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 they got, you know, they started a little bit slower than usual, uh, which I did not hate. It was very different, and it was uh, very enjoyable for me. Uh, I love Naito. I love Ibushi. Ibushi, one of the best in the world as well uh, with Naito. And, 
Yeah, but uh, I thought that, you know, they just, the, the first half of the match, they just went along and did their thing. And then going a- afterwards, they just went crazy. And, uh, you know, eventually we would see Ibushi um, uh, hit the uh, Kamigoye to Onaito uh, to uh, you know, eventually go ahead and uh, look like it was going to be over. Uh, and yeah, so but you know, was over. We got uh, we got Ibushi as the new uh, double champ. Yes, he's uh, Kota Ibushi is the new double champ. You know, you you talked about the different matches they've had, and each time they have a match, they like up the bill with crazy stuff, with weird, with wacky bumps, and just nearly killing themselves and each other. Um, you know, there were a few spots where they tried to do that as well. I thought the uh, head scissors, Godabushi's head scissors off the apron to the floor on Naito was spectacular. Um, Naito going into the guardrail, his knee going in between the guardrail. So, of course, the knees being a problem for Naito over the years. Um, I thought that was a cool spot to do. It just looked fantastic. And then of course had the impact eventually, you know, essentially on his knees as well. Um, took, you know, come to end it. It took three Kamigoyes in order to put Naito down. Um, and that's the first time that, you know, anybody's kicked out of the Kamigoyes. Well, the second time, the first time was, uh, Sonata at the G1. And uh, then uh, at the G1 final. Um, but uh, I think Lance Archer kicked out of one as well during their G1 um, or the New Japan Cup. I can't remember which one. I think it was the, would have been the G1 um, last year. But uh, just, you know, the guys went through hell and they beat the tar out of each other. And Kota Bushi still had to fight Jay White the next night. Hmm. Yeah, this was also my match of the night, Patrick. Um, I thought it was fantastic. Um, as somebody that was an LIJ fan, um, I was big on Naito when I was watching. Um, but I also have always loved Kota Ibushi. So this was probably the match that I was... Oh, gosh. Sorry. I just got like a kidney pain. Um, this was probably the match that I was most looking forward to watching out of night one. Um, and I think the right man won. Coda is fantastic in the ring, and so is Naito, but it just seemed like the crowd was behind Coda winning it. Um, I, I, I'm assuming this is his first time. Yeah, this is his first time winning, holding the big belt. He's held the yeah. IC belt, but he hadn't held the big one. And this okay. was his like part of his ascension onto what he said he was going to become God. He, had, he said he held, you know, Tanahashi and Nakamura as kind of gods of wrestling, but now was his time to ascend to that level, and he had to do that by winning at the Tokyo Dome. I like that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fantastic match, a great main event. Um, I, I still don't really understand why they don't separate the two belts, really. Um, well, they joined them together last year. Naito was the first person to win. You know, he won the he won the Intercontinental Belt on night one, and then he won the main belt on night two. And there was talk of whether they would defend them together or separate. Um, and with pandemic, you know, of course, there was several months where there was no wrestling, and 
then afterwards it was he was def- he defended them together lost them to evil evil defended them against to naito and naito won them uh you know in their kenta challenge he wanted both belts so they hadn't really separated them just yet um okay. and that's when at the end of you know uh of all of this um there was more discussion about what to do with the two belts Okay. But that's why they were put together originally. It was supposed to be a, a double gold dash was what last year's um, – Yeah, well, it was because it was the first time was they, they split the, the – They were nights, putting them together, they, yeah. Yeah, they, they had the champions. and Yeah, I, I like the story with, uh, with, with uh, Ibushi, you know, of course, uh, the previous year also winning the G1 uh, and that, at that time failing to win – uh, the heavyweight championship when he lost to Okada uh, in uh, Wrestle Kingdom night, night one, one, and then he lost to Jay year. White night two. He had a rough, exactly. had a rough two nights. So, so I think like him getting that chance, you know, winning the going through the G one, winning it, they, you know, being in that big match and not winning the title. Here he comes back and he does it again. He wins the G one and. He, he, you know, it's like who knows? Who knows when he'll get another shot at it? You know, you, nobody's ever won the G one three times, so uh, in a row. So here is his shot, and yeah, he went through uh, through hell against an opponent who who everybody knows will put him through hell in uh, NATO's and yeah, in uh, thirty one minutes they they went through a lot, and then of course. Um, like uh, pre- previously, I think there was a match. I can't remember which one it was. When uh, post match, um, Naito would not even shake I- Ibushi's hand. But this time, uh, the classy thing—he took the belts and he handed him belts himself, uh, Naito to Ibushi. So I, we thought, no, I thought that was classy of him. But of course, uh, to spoil the party, comes out uh, Jay White, uh, you know. To take a closer look to his uh, soon-to-be new belts, uh, you know he's uh, all confident, knowing that uh, Ibushi just went through uh, through through hell and he went through a war, and uh, you know Jay White is expecting to pick up the pieces the next day. All right, so that's that's night one. Uh, let's go ahead and get over to night two. Um, uh, Danny, did you, did you watch the shows on Stardom? I did not. I don't have Stardom World, so I haven't watched. I didn't watch the pre-show matches, but I know they were only shown on Stardom World because last year we had this conversation too about like they had the match, but it wasn't shown. It wouldn't be shown on uh, New Japan World, just Stardom World. Gotcha. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. Uh, we'll start it with the uh, starting match, the opening match, uh, which of course was uh, the four. Uh, the four men for the four way for the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy, uh, and of course, um, I don't even know where Bushi was at this moment, but Toriano, uh, you know, uh, hits Toriano special, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they're distracted with the referee, and uh, yeah, he leaves with the trophy yet one more time. 
Yeah, so the way this the way this goes is that he'll defend this throughout the year in different matches that will be fan voted stipulations, a lot of different stipulations based on who he's fighting. They'll get to pick one and he'll pick one and fans will vote. And then the person who ends the year with the trophy is the King of Pro Wrestling 2021. So he won it last year because he ended the year with the King of Pro Wrestling 2020 trophy. And now he starts the year again with the 2021 trophy. Um, That's interesting. You know, this this was the thing that uh, Okada put together about mid-year. And it was like – because some of the stipulations on the earlier matches were like no finisher or finisher only or uh, <clears throat> submission or – um, for uh, Bushi versus Yano, it was the, the choices were five count on the outside or a two pull, two count pinfall. Um, so it makes for some weird stipulations that you don't normally see, and then of course like this four way match, which you don't normally see in New Japan either. So uh, th- that's part of the thing is they were trying to bring new and interesting match types to the fans. I like it. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Something for sure. Um, the match was okay. I don't really necessarily like. Um, yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, guess. I don't really like any of the four guys. I guess. I was gonna say I don't really like any of the four. I'm glad it was a short match. <laughs> I mean, Yano matches usually are because he's trying to, you know, he's trying to get in and out with as least amount of damage as possible. Yeah. So he's always trying to roll up. He's always trying to pinfall. You know, he's not going to dare to trade strikes and, and slams with you. He's just trying to roll you up and get get in and get out. I feel that. Even if he's got a punch in the dingus to in order to be able to do that. Nothing wrong no. with a little dingus punch every now and then. It happens. Um, uh, until it's you that's getting punched. Gets punched in the dingus, yeah. Nothing wrong with it until you're on the receiving end. Yeah. You gotta always protect your dingus. If you get punched in the dingus, it's your fault. I mean you should know better. Well, let, let, let's see how well people know better. But, okay, uh, let's move to the actual good stuff. Uh, IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team, Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships on the line. Uh, Elder Sprato and uh, Kanemaru um, here uh, defend against uh, – uh, oh, um, Taguchi and uh, Master Water with uh, Tenson uh, by the side. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the champs uh, retain. Yes. Um, good, match. good match. Good match. I was happy to see Kanemaru back. You know, he had to miss the um, Best of Super Juniors due to a leg injury. And that's when um, Yu Yumura was put in his place. The young lion taking the, the last-minute spot. Um so I was glad to see Kanemaru back. I like Kanemaru. Um, I think he's very, very smooth and crisp in the ring. Um, Desperado back with the mask on after losing, you know, after having his mask ripped off in that match with Hiromu for the final at the finals of the Best of Super Juniors. Um, Taguchi and Master Wado ultimately just no match for the uh, the season tag team of the tag team champions. Taguchi and Wato had only you know been only fought together a handful of times. Whereas Desperado and Kanemaru have been fighting together for years, um, so Suzuki Goon shows no mercy. Oh, I was going to use my line. Oh, you um, get to use it too. Suzuki Goon shows no mercy. I, I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, I could kind of tell that there was not as much continuity between 
Taguchi and Wado as, you know, Desperado and Kinamaru. Um, so that kind of took it away a little bit for tag team to me. Um, but otherwise, it was a really good match. Um, you know, I like the Super Juniors. Or not the Super Juniors, but the, you know, the junior heavyweights. They're always one of my favorite things to watch on New Japan. So it was a, it was a pretty good match. I liked it a lot better than I liked the opening match, that's for sure. I, I think of all the... Um... Of all the divisions, this is probably the least, uh, excluding the three, the six men tags, because that's a joke. Uh, this is probably the least uh, stacked uh, division. Uh, if you think like the junior heavyweights, uh, you put it together in the tag teams, it's just, I think they're lacking. And I think that oh, that's one thing they're doing right yeah. now is lacking. Yeah. In the past, you've had a lot of teams, you know, you've had four or five teams that can kind of compete, but right now it, it does feel like apart from the champions, there's kind of like you're throwing people together. Right. That's because they yeah. lost the young bucks. Duh. They do. They lost the young bucks. Good. They lost red dragon. They, you know, they lost the time splitters, you know, I mean, uh, so that's, you know, three of their bigger teams in the last five years, of course, are no longer available. But um, yeah. So it's still it's the division's kind of floundering a little bit. But I think with Desperado and Kanemaru as the heads, as the champions, I think it adds a little bit of stability at least. Mm-hmm. So you're not just flopping the titles back and forth to mixed teams. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was good to see Desperado too there with the mask, uh, wearing his mask, uh, not going maskless, and uh, yeah, taking the win for the for the team. Um, next up, uh, back to the Empire we go as uh, Jeff Cup uh, tries to um, take the Never Open Weight uh, Championship uh, from Shingo. Uh, and you know, look, if there's anything that you really enjoy about uh, New Japan, uh, it's the strong style. It's the never uh, open weight championship. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, it's when you get two, uh, you know, two big guys, uh, uh, and, and they just basically beat each other up. And, uh, to me, this was, this is exactly that. This was just, uh, that, that fun match that you enjoyed it. You know, see, you know, the, you know, when you see the old timers just try to beat the crap out of each other and they like slow motion. You know, because at this point they can only move that fast. Uh, but here, uh, sometimes they go in slow motion because they're beating each other so hard that it just about knocked themselves out. And uh, yeah, uh, Shingo, uh, of course, retaining the Never Openweight Championship against Jeff Cobb. I was, uh, I thought, um, a really, a really fun match. Uh, man, uh, Cobb uh, looking great, moving around, and uh, but uh, Shingo. Uh, uh, just, uh, just a, looking, just a looking so good, uh, yeah. Um, win, winning with the uh, the last of the dragon there, uh, uh, you know, in a little over twenty minutes. Uh, I, I love, I love, like Shingo's uh, look great post COVID uh, since the COVID return, and yeah, man, uh, he's really made. Uh, the Never Open Weight Championship, at least this title run has been really fun to watch. 
Yeah, I mean, this was one of my more anticipated matches that was advertised because I knew it was going to be a barn burner. And, of course, it absolutely was. Um, Both guys are just outstanding. Cobb, now that he's kind of made this heel turn to the Empire, he's got the mean streak in him that he didn't have before. And I think it it just kind of helps add to his – it just adds to him and uh, makes him seem just more of a monster. Um, and, uh, you know, Shingo, of course, is, is just an absolute beast. I love Shingo. He's probably my performer of the year for 2020 just because every single match he had was just like must-see. Um, yeah. And it was just an outstanding match. It was my second favorite match of the night. Um, the Never Open Weight Championship, like you mentioned, is kind of when you think about Japanese wrestling, this is kind of what you envision. Guys just beating the tar to each other, dropping each other on their heads, you know, lots of lariats, lots of forearms, lots of chops. You know, it's just that's what the Never Open Weight division is, and I just love every single minute of it. Yeah. yeah, this was either my first or second favorite match of the night. I'm still not 100% sure. Um, they beat the hell out of each other, and that's something that I really enjoyed watching. Um, well, you know why this they, they beat the t- each other? Because they're big, meaty men slapping meat. That's why. Well, that too, but I was giving you an opening for your, your saying, but I'll say But neither, neither of them are Suzuki Goon. There's no mercy. Nobody's Suzuki Goon. Shingo's part of Los Ingos. I know, I get Come down. Come down. Come down. <laughs> yeah, if, if I have the opportunity to say my line, I'm going to say my line. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so keep going. But I mean, that was pretty much it. They beat the hell out of each other, and I really enjoyed watching it. Um, yeah. It, that was a hoss fight. Really enjoyed great watching fight. it. Really great. Uh, yeah, they, they move on to a grudge match, Evil versus Sonata. Uh, and uh, in this one, uh, Sonata, uh, despite Dick Togo's interference, uh, de- you know, defeats Evil. Uh, I think both guys look great. Uh, I thought this is probably my best, my favorite, uh, Sonata match in a while. Um, yeah, I, I think probably since, uh, since his, uh, since he was feeding with Okada. Uh, he and of course we'll 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 talk about this later. We'll learn later why he looked so great and why he won this match. I think that there was there, there was always a plan, and I think this match did everything it needed to do to build what's to come for Sonata. Well, they kind of they kind of talked about it being kind of a not really official number one contenders match because evil's a former you know evil is the former double champion so they kind of talked that whoever would win this match could find themselves next in line for a championship opportunity um based on evil being a former champion and sonata being a runner-up in the g1 um you know sonata wins here and you know looks outstanding doing it um and you know, could potentially see himself getting a title shot down in the you know down the line, um, if if the cards play themselves right. Yeah, this was a pretty good match. I mean, um, 
I don't really know much about Evil. Uh, or really, I kind of know a little bit about Sonata. I know he's Lij, but um, well, Evil's former Lij. Evil was the number two guy brought into Lij, and mm-hmm. it was just this year that he turned on them and joined with Bullet Club and brought in Dick Togo. Oh, so it was just yeah. at the New Japan Cup mid in, in over the summer that Evil basically beat up oh, all his you know Lij what? That members. Does make sense. Yeah, I do. Re- I and do joined the Bullet Evil Club. Lij. Okay. And then bringing um, and bringing Dick Dick Togo helped him win over Sonata and over Okada in the uh, in the New Japan Cup to win them, and uh, and then he would go on to beat Naito for the double championship uh, just mm. a couple nights later. Okay. With Dick Togo's help, and that was when he officially joined Bullet Club, because after he won the New Japan Cup, they like Naito came out and was like, "Okay, so you're going to be fighting me for the belt. So this be cool. We'll be Lij, Lij." And he goes to throw up the fist, and Naito throws up the fist, and um, Evil throws up the too sweet and hits his fist with the too sweet. Mm-hmm. And Naito stops and looks and is like, "What the hell?" And then he eats the sto from Evil, <laughs> and then and then they beat him, and then he beats him down. Yeah. And that was Evil joining Bullet Club. Um, mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's where it was this a much heated grudge match. As Evil and Sonata won the World Tag League two times together as a tag team. And during the uh, the New Japan Cup, Evil pretty much tried to tried to injure Sonata and attacked him after the match and all this stuff. So there was like former tag partners, former best friends. You know, Sonata was now trying to get revenge against evil for everything he'd done to lij and there and so his there's a friend. lot of history in this match so there was it was more con- yeah it was more considered a grudge match than just you know yeah two guys in a in a in a possible number one contender match but it was part of it was because it was a grudge match that it was also you know kind of a de facto number one contenders but also because evil won the belts of naito and then lost them back to naito so he's a former double champion um you know, so still a top contender. Um, you know, if he yeah. gets a couple of wins under his belt, hmm. good to know. It was a really good match, though. I really enjoyed yeah. watching it. Um, Sonata's usually a lot, a lot more, a little bit more cold and technical, kind of like a Dean Malenko yeah. in his in his matches. But yeah. through this match, because it was a grudge match, you saw a lot more fire in Sonata than you usually do. Huh. Um, you know, yeah. a lot more anger and, and a lot more emotion. Usually he's, he's the cold skull and that's like his nickname because he's, he's just kind of cold and emotionless as he's, as he fights. But this was like a different, a different facet of him because it was such a personal matter. Yeah. Well, I would have never known that, but it was fun to watch him like that. Like the emotion you can tell he was now that I know that there was a grudge there, I guess I could kind yeah. of tell it. Cause there was a together, lot of, yeah, there was a lot together, of emotion yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, we get to the co-main event of the evening, which was my match of the night, and I will even say it now, uh, my match of the two nights. Uh, in the Bone Soldier versus the Time Bomb. Taiji Jimori defending the um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship versus Hiromu Takahashi. Um these guys uh, had a fantastic match uh, way back in the Best of Super Juniors not long ago, uh, and, he, and you know these two have great chemistry, and they always have great matches. But this one, uh, fantastic from top to bottom, uh, you know, 
they did all the flippy moves right out of the bat. Uh, they were just flipping and fisting and fighting and well, shooting up. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. uh, countering each other. Just uh, uh, it, it was it, it's like they, they it's like they just uh, they have this chemistry, you know. Uh, and you can tell that that they mesh well. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like it's just uh, to me the art. Uh, what I specifically love uh, about uh, New Japan personally and the junior heavyweight. Uh, and yeah, just uh, you know, but be- beating each other up every way they they know how. Uh, and of course, uh, in the end, uh, Hiromu uh, hitting the time bomb. Uh, to to uh, win uh, the championship uh, and for his fourth time, yeah, basically uh, just solidifying that he is the best junior heavyweight. Uh, you know, not not only right now, but maybe in this era, and you know, continue to solidify. You know, probably becoming. I mean, he's getting there. Pretty one of one of the best junior heavyweights ever in New Japan history, um, and guys over like Rover, uh, you know, he's definitely a top star. And uh, you just imagine uh, if he ever decides to move up to the uh, to to the heavyweights, which you know he's teased, you know, before. Uh, so yeah, but. Uh, Hiromu is one of those kind of guys that uh, that makes you care and keeps you entertained and just you know you just love to watch and yeah him and Ishimori here put a, a fantastic match. Yeah, they do have really good chemistry. Each of their matches, you know, that the best of Super Juniors, uh, the Jingu Stadium show were both really good matches this year um, between these two. Both matches that Ishimori won. So it was now time for Hiromu to get his revenge and try to recapture the title that Ishimori took from him. Um, you know, night one, he had a very hard-fought match against El Fantasmo, who was a Super J-Cup winner, because there was a little bit of question about the best Super Juniors this year because, you know, so many people were not able to be there. It was only half a field. Um, you know, all the pretty much international talent was not allowed to come back yet for that, including El Fantasmo. So that's why Hiromu wanted to there to be uh, you know, no debate about him being the top guy who should get the title shot. And, you know, he went 20 minutes with El Fantasmo. He went 25 minutes here with Ishimori. Um, and, you know, just like you said, I mean, he's he's quickly becoming kind of the star of this generation. Um, and you know, he, he, I don't know if he'll ever move to heavyweight because he wants the junior heavyweights to be at top. He wants a junior heavyweight main event at Tokyo Dome. So that's his goal. And, you know, junior heavyweight semi-main event, I mean, is very, very close. Um, you know, on a night two where there was no, you know, night two had no Tanahashi, no Okada, no Naito. So it was really a chance for Hiromu and Nishimori to shine. And they did. They had a hell of a match. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see more between these guys down the line. Yeah, I thought that the chemistry between these two was absolutely outstanding. Um, it was not my match of the night, however. Um, 
I did really like it though. I love, um, like I've said earlier, I love the juniors. Um, Takahashi was always one of those guys that I really liked when I watched uh, New Japan. And it was good to see him get his win. I didn't know that was his fourth junior heavyweight, so that was nice. Um, I think this was my introduction to Ishimori. I'm not 100% sure. I can't really remember seeing him on anything that I've watched before. Um, but I really liked him. He did really, really good. He's He looked good in the ring. Um, and, yeah, I if I decide to press on, I would like to see more between these two. Yeah, it was great. Loved it all. Um, uh, yeah, and then we move on to our main event of the evening, which, like I said, look, I, I, we're already foretelling the fact that last that you know we only had two match, three matches if you count the the Rumble, uh, that went uh, over thirty minutes on night one, uh, and then here. Uh, no match before the main event goes over 30 minutes. The last three go over, you know, between 21 to 25 minutes. Everything kept really short to begin with. They were getting us ready for something. Yes. I mean, they did. 48 minutes was the length of your main event. Uh, the longest Kura, ever match in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Kota Ibushi successfully Defense, uh, both the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Jay White. Look, for as long as this match was, I thought that match was executed almost perfectly. Uh, Ibushi versus Jay White, uh, to me, uh, probably the best Jay White match I've ever seen. Um, uh, and he was just over there. I mean, I've been just back year by year as I've seen, continue to see Jay White. He continues to grow even better and better to me, in my opinion. Uh, yes. he, in my eyes, he just looks better and better. And to me, this was kind of like, even though he's, hey, he's already won championships, he's already done a lot. In this match, 48 minutes, he was able – like, he's got such a different style, right, than the Japanese wrestlers. Uh, and obviously, it, it, it shows, but it worked perfectly here. It was just uh, a perfect uh, con- contender against Ibushi, and uh, his style of wrestling in here thrived. That match didn't feel 48 minutes long. Yeah, uh, yeah, it definitely I, did I, not. I, you know, cause some matches, there's some 30-minute matches that feel like they were an hour. Oh, yeah. Some 10-minute matches that feel like they're an hour. Yeah. But this didn't, and I think that More on that in the main event, great. folks. <laughs> I'm glad you knew exactly what I was talking about, too. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, more to come, of course, uh, with Jay White. Uh, as postman, she's like, hey... I'm 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 wrestling tomorrow in New Year's Dash. Then I'm out of here. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, it was a, a great match, and uh, of course Ibushi uh, puts him puts him away using uh, the Kamigoye to the back of the yeah. head, then to the front of the head. 
Um, it yeah, was, was I, cool. I love this match. Outstanding, just fantastic storytelling. I love Jay White. Kota Bushi's so good. And you had that little bit of, of animosity between them because Kota Bushi was seeking revenge. Jay White beat him in the G1. Jay White beat him to steal the briefcase, although he cheated. He had his feet on the ropes, but the ref didn't see it. So Kota Bushi was now, you, you know, he wasn't only looking to defend his championships. He was also out for revenge to prove that he was better than White. And that he could out, you know, even with all the shenanigans, he was still the better man. And he was able to do that and retain the double championships. And at the very end of the show, ascends the upper staircase up to the heavens to stand there with both belts above his head. Um, as the fireworks went off, we saw Sonata come out and challenge Kota Ibushi, say he wants next. Jay White at the post-match said he wants, you know, he was going to be done after new year's dash he said if they needed to wrestle new year's dash he'd wrestle and then he was going to be done he talked about being seven and a half years that he'd been with new japan and he hadn't seen his family in so long and all this so i was i'm hoping he's just taking time off and he's not done with new japan forever because i don't think he would get a main event spot anywhere else like he would like he did here um kodabushi also mentioned in his post-match that he wants to unify the titles he said Nobody's challenging for these individual titles. I want them to put together. He said the Intercontinental is the strongest and the IWGP is the best. And he said, I want one belt to signify that you're the strongest and the best. And uh, so he's calling for unification. Whether that happens or not, it remains to be seen. But he's calling for it. Um, and it looks that we'll get you know down the line. It seems that Sonata would be Cody Ibushi's first challenger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like I haven't been watching the product, so I don't really have much room to you know put my input in on the title unification. I don't necessarily see a point in it, um, only because if we don't know when Moxley's going back to New Japan, um, it could be to, it could be to, the next show. It could be next November or or he may not ever go back. Who knows? So I don't understand why they wouldn't just split the IC title away from the IWGP heavyweight title. Um, But like I said, I haven't been watching the product, so I don't really feel like I should have a say on that. Um, This match was really good. It was my match of the night. Um, You know, I've watched – very minimal Jay White recently. Um, I watched his stuff in Ring of Honor and uh, RPW and I think, isn't Revolution in England? I feel like it's in England. Yeah, yeah, um, Revolution Pro's in England, yeah. Rev yeah, Pro. I watched him in Rev Pro and Ring of Honor and I loved everything that I saw of him there. I thought he was fantastic. Obviously a little young, but, um, and seeing where he's at now, it's night and day. Um, he is a fantastic wrestler. Um, I'm hoping, much like you, Danger, that he's not done done. I just hope that he really needs a little bit of time off to heal up, get his mind right, and then hop back into the game because I he's not that old, is he? I think he's only he's, – He's under 38. He's like 28. Yeah, he's like 27 yeah. or 28. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's got another good 10, 15 years in this business. And Easily. 
Uh, Listen, Jay, Jay White, you know, he he knows. I think he's smart enough to know that right now he is at the highest at his prime right now. And with everything he's done the last couple of years in New Japan, it, I w- you know, yeah, he goes home, he gets some rest, and he waits to see what kind of offers he can get. You know, I mean. If Vince is smart, he's calling him. Listen, Jay White has a standing a standing invitation to come back to New Japan anytime. I'm sure, you know, you know he he'll be welcome back. He was you know fantastic, uh, you know, you know, and it's a home. It's, it's who made him, right? Yeah. Uh, he started as a young lion. And he started as a young yeah. lion and went through the system, and everything. Yeah. But it's not it's not a bad idea to go out and see what else he could get, you know. Ring of Honor is out there for the taking. You know, AEW is always in the conversation. I'm not sure why anybody would want to go to Impact, but sure, that's there. Um, you know, and of course, Vince Man and his millions of dollars. Uh, millions of dollars. To me, that's not what it, it sounded like he was saying. I think he just he needs time off. I think, and of course, of course, yeah. But with time to off, see your family, because I'm sure he. Because he's he is he's in New Zealand, so I'm sure he hasn't been home home in a long time. Um, so, yeah, but I'm saying though the opportunity is there. Yeah, no, yeah. The, after he sees his family, he rests to at least hear what else is out there. Because he really, you know, being that he really is a free agent, he's got that opportunity to maximize and get some uh, money elsewhere and see uh, what. What he can get, you know, he's got to maximize his funds. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, him returning, but I think that he will at least entertain uh, the idea of elsewhere. Um, get, yeah, signing a contract somewhere. But uh, yeah, we we will see. Uh, so great two shows. Uh, what what uh, what do you what grade do you guys give it? I'm. Uh, I'm on an eight plus here. Fact that it was a fantastic two night show, uh, and I, I was like super excited the whole entire time. Uh, I ignore what I didn't like, but what I love, <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, I definitely have to go A plus as well, just because with the two nights, I was afraid that it would make some of the show feel less special, and I think last year it did because they still had bigger cards, so they had to fill night one and night two with like preview matches and stuff, the tag matches that didn't really feel important because they weren't ultimately. Um, but when you had shorter cards on both nights, it, it, it ultimately could be one super long show, but you don't need to do that. They split it up in two nights, great cards up and down on both shows. Um, you know, there was very little that I didn't feel like there was anything that was really filler, um, you know, on the shows. Everything mattered. Everything was important. Every match delivered in the way that it was meant to. Um, it was just outstanding. I'm super hyped, and I know over the next couple of weeks, since we're not going to have any New Japan shows, I'm going to go back and probably watch most of these matches again um, just to give them another shake because I did enjoy them all so much. Even the 24-7 title was watchable. Yeah. Yeah, even the KOPW title was watchable, yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll give it a C+. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Look, the I'm fact probably... that you watched it is a miracle, okay? The fact that you watched yeah, that you watched both nights. Okay, yeah, so 
so let's just let's clear the air here. I don't watch or I don't not watch New Japan because I don't like it. I don't like staring at my computer for hours upon hours to watch a show. So once New Japan gets an app for the Roku or something, I will watch it. But I can't. I I've never been able to watch. TV shows or wrestling or anything on my laptop. It is just I've never been able to do it. It gives so just me connect like, your laptop to your TV so you can watch it from the TV. I have a MacBook and I can't do that because I don't have an Apple TV. So then get uh you don't need an uh, they are cables for the stuff anyways whatever. No, not you not for MacBooks. Not from like you have you know Apple has to be Apple so you have to have Apple products for Apple. Um, I, 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 I don't. I have a. I don't even know what this brand is. You called. have a, If you don't have an you iPhone, can't. you have an Android. I, I have an Insignia adapter that hooks up my Mac Pro to an HDMI cable. Oh, really? Insignia. Mm. I'll check that out then. I got a Best Buy. Okay, I will definitely check that out then because I did. I thought you had to have MacBook stuff for MacBooks, but I'll check that out. That's that's that's, 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 that's just they, been that's my thing. That's how they make you spend fifty to a hundred dollars for something yeah. you get for twenty on cable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that. That's my only thing with New Japan. It wasn't that I don't want to watch New Japan or I hate New Japan or any of that jazz. It's just I can't watch it on my laptop. But now that I know that there's a way to do it, I will see. We will mm. see. We we may turn uh, Eric into a New Japan. All player. right. All right. There we go. Uh, now, of course, um, New Year's Dash is like the uh, Monday night and Raw after WrestleMania for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, and usually we get some surprises, you know, returns. Uh, nothing like that here, uh, but we did get some interesting things. So I'm just going to move on and, and just kind of like, Briefly go through some pointers that I thought uh, were uh, they're important to look at. Um, uh, yes, the United Empire, uh, of course, uh, nearly killing Tenzan, uh, but yeah. standing tall at the end of the night. Uh, well, not at the end of the night, but at it, the end of their match. Know, yeah. At the end of their match, you know, just declaring they are the United Empire. Osprey, you know, getting on the mic and. Uh, you know, doing a, a promo that nobody understands, and you know the greater concepts in Japanese very briefly, uh, uh, and yeah, the, the 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 four of them because uh, uh, Via was there as well. Uh, were standing strong. Uh, uh, they were standing strong. Uh, you know, more united than ever. So uh, yeah, we will uh, see. What comes of uh, the go? What, what is uh, next for the United Empire and uh, Tenzin? Man, oof! It's just, uh, yeah. They, they say that he's uh, he, not nothing major. Uh, so hopefully, uh, yeah. The one match, you know, it's funny because he cornering people in the Wrestle Kingdom. The one time he gets in the wrestling, he gets yeah, taken out in a stretcher. Yeah, he gets dropped with his own move, the TTD. By Great Ocon and uh, had to get stretchered out. Apparently, he'll be okay. But there was, at first, he couldn't really feel his extremities and couldn't really move. 
Um, so there was a kind of scary yeah. moment there. Is they don't yeah. New Japan's yeah. not one to do like a stretched out gimmick. So if somebody no. gets stretched out, it's because they're legit hurt. And uh, yeah. and he was legit legit hurt there. But apparently he's gonna he's gonna be okay. It's it, it just appeared much more serious than it was. Yeah. Um. All right. So then we start getting teased for what to come as uh uh. Bullet Club, uh, I think, is this Bullet Club the uh, A or B? I'm not sure. Uh, the Guerrillas of Destiny, ELP, and uh, Taiji Shimori um, defeat Suzuki Gun. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, uh, we get again, we, we get the teaser uh, of another rematch between Guerrillas of Destiny and uh, the uh, Danger and of course, uh, a possible match between ELP and Teiji Jimori against uh, the super ju- the, the junior heavyweight champion, tag team champions, uh, possibly. Uh, I don't know, uh, but yeah, so we get that teased. Uh, uh, they you know, especially with like uh, with ELP and Ishimori were there, uh, posing, uh, post match. Uh, with the belt, so so it looks like we may be getting um, the a new uh, you know now that Ishimori doesn't have his single belt, they could try a, a team up, you know. Well, it was so the, ELP who pinned Kanemaru, and typically yeah. at New Year's Dash, especially that's the way you can you can challenge for a title belt if you right. if you win one of these multi mans, you pin the champion. Um, so yeah, it looks like they'll have their first contenders lined up post Wrestle Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and of course, let's follow up with uh, Bullet Club B, I guess. This is the B team. Uh, Chase Owens, Yuhiro Takahashi, Bad Luck Fale, Evil, and Jay White against Chaos with uh, Jay White taking uh, the loss here. Getting um, dropped on, on his head by Ishii. So, you know, hey, what do you do when you're leaving? You take the loss on your way out. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, he he takes the the, the L and uh, and goes home as uh, yeah chaos has uh, something to uh, you know to celebrate for once. Um, uh, and yeah, so is is this the last that that, that we've seen uh, of uh, Jay White in New Japan for wrestling? It, it will be for the near future. Uh, Ghetto Gable can help. Uh, well, help you out. The, yeah. Well, so the what gave me a little bit of hope is when AJ left, they beat him up and kicked him out of Bullet Club. When Kenny Omega left, they kicked him up and they beat him up and kicked him out of Bullet Club. So Bullet Club did not turn on him. Yes, he took the loss, but he had also just fought forty eight minutes the night before and be, been been beaten up by Kota Ibushi. So he wasn't at a hundred percent. And Ishii did beat him in the G1. So it's obvious that Ishii's got his number for the time being. Um, but the fact that, that he, he took the loss and was helped to the back by members of Bullet Club gave me a little hope that, yes, maybe he will just go home for, you know, three, six months, however long, and then come back, um, you know, to, to wreak havoc again. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, overall it was, it was you know, New Year's Dash was, was fun, but – not a whole lot of exciting things apart from possible challengers yeah. lined up, including Tanahashi possibly challenging 
Shingo Takagi, show possibly challenging Hiromu, and then of course Sonata and um, Kota Ibushi on a collision course. Yeah, Is Yo still hurt. Yes, he had yeah. to have the full ACL MCL surgery. Oh yeah. So he'll probably be out till March or March or April of next year. I think is what they originally predicted. Next year yeah. of like 2022. Of 2021, I mean. I'm sorry. Oh, I was about to say this shit. Year, yeah. No. Yeah, this year because he he got hurt earlier. This he got hurt like four or five months ago. Okay. Because he was yeah. supposed to be in the best. He was well. That was when they had to give up the championships, and then they had to do the the junior tag league kind of very quickly with only four teams because everybody else was out of the state and out of the country, but they had to crown new champions because they gave up the champions because they knew they wouldn't be able to defend them for at least six months, if not more. Okay. That makes sense. Then. Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, yeah. he's out until 2022. Oh, no, 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 no. Hopefully not. I mean, hopefully he'll be back in a few months, but yeah. um, until then, uh, show's definitely making the best of the, his singles run. For sure. Uh, yeah, but Lij closed out the show. Uh, uh, Bushi on the mic, and yeah, but we we definitely did get those teases, uh, as you mentioned, Danny. So that that gives us a lot of matches to look forward to. Uh, yeah, uh, so cannot wait uh, for whatever uh, it is that uh, that New Japan Pro Wrestling returns. Yeah, I, I I haven't seen or heard anything about when they're returning. But, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be sooner than later. Uh, we, we know that they're, they're going to have uh, the Lions break here in the U.S. Uh, and well, actually, they're, they're going to do the new beginning uh, on January 30th. Okay, so, so the new beginning continuing in, New Japan strong. Okay, yeah. Well, no, 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 I'm saying in uh, the, in Japan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this is the new beginning in Nagoya on January 30. So okay. uh, they're actually yeah, so they're actually returning on the 17th um, for the road two shows, um, and then they go back in February for New Beginning in Hiroshima. Um, so yeah, uh, it, which looks like it may be a two night event. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and from there, uh, the the road to Castle Attack. Castle Attack will be a two night event as well in Osaka, uh, February twenty seventh and twenty eighth. So there you go. We got. Two, three new beginning shows and two castle attack shows and a lot of road twos in them in between, um, and then of course in the U.S. the alliance break uh, with the new, new Japan Strong. Uh, they're gonna do you know, they're gonna feature all of the guys from uh, you know that, that they've been using Brody King. Uh, the Regal Brothers, or whoever they are, uh, J.F. Caters, Danny Limite, um, the DKC, uh, Kevin Knight, never heard the guy before, Clark Connors, and then this could have a surprise, um, a surprise to member here. So we'll see who will be 
but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. All right, back to the U.S. Anything? Of, oh wait, wait, yes, yeah, something of consequence did happen at Impact Wrestling. Uh, Eric, do you, do you want to tell us the latest on uh, uh, on Impact and who who came out of the closet? Well, not a closet. Uh, to make an impact this past week. Well, uh, when you, I thought I knew who you were talking about, and then you said coming out of a closet, and then I, I I'm assuming well, you're talking. <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking about Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers laying a beat down on Swansky and uh, Motor City Machine Guns. Um, so Kenny Omega has officially touched ground on Impact Wrestling. Um, we have, I think Genesis is Saturday, and then Hard to Kill is next week. Um, but in a funner, a funner, a more fun note, because who cares about the Good Brothers or Kenny Omega, um... Susan debuted on Impact this week. The the third face of one Sue Young. And I'm already so happy with this character. <laughs> just her Twitter has Sue is my favorite. She's just the best, point blank. Um but yeah, it was a pretty good impact show. Um I'm definitely looking forward to Hard to Kill. Yeah, Susan is who I who I was talking about. That's I thought you were talking. I thought you were talking about the Good Brothers and Omega until you said coming out of the closet, and then I was like, he, Well, she came out of the locker room. Talking about Sue, yeah. I just wasn't sure. It's all good. Yeah, uh, did not expect the uh, the you know another phase uh, the, the the three phases of Sue uh, yeah with the under bride and then you get Susie and now you get Susan uh, yes uh, she might just come out for his money yeah she she might well just come out with a new character every uh, uh, every few months hey, yeah. I would be Sonya. okay with that at least not gonna do anything oh about my that. god Sonia. I forgot about that. Yeah, that, that's that was that was her, uh, her small FCW run. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, might as well just. I mean, what are they gonna do? Sue her? They don't even. They probably don't even remember. Anyways, yeah, I thought it was entertaining. I thought that was fun, and I, yeah, everything I like touches her. is fun. She continues to reinvent herself and. She's just now opening the door for even more characters to come out. Her own uh, playhouse, if you know. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but yes, we got uh, uh, we got a show coming up uh, this uh, Saturday, live on Impact Plus, an Impact Plus special, Impact Genesis. Uh, of course, uh, Willie Mac versus Moose is an I quit match. Uh, Jordan Grace versus Jazz in a singles match. Apparently, 
the tag team didn't last that long. Okay. I think it's more of, it's a, more challenge. of a mutual respect. It's a mutual yeah. respect challenge yeah. rather than like okay. a hatred. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jazz took the pin, and then afterwards, they, like Jazz was apologizing, and Jordan was like, "Hey, you know, I know that you came out of retirement, or you did a retirement tour, and this was part of the stop." She's like, "I'd hate to go out like this." She was like, "I would love to, you know, step in the ring with you." One on one with the legend, and Jazz was like, "Sure, whatever, let's do okay. it, let's fight." Uh, and then the Super X Cup, Ace Austin versus Suicide, Daivari versus Cousin Jake, Crazy Steve versus Trey Lamar, Casey Navarro versus Blake Christian is your eight. Uh, your four matches, eight participants. Uh, are you guys still going with Ace Austin? Yeah. I think uh, Danger went with Crazy Steve just to... Yeah, because I like Crazy Steve. I think he's really good. I love Crazy Steve. There we go, yeah. Fun and story I about Blake Crazy Christian. Steve. We had a... Fun story. When we had um, Homecoming at uh, the Asylum two years ago... Wow, that's hard to believe it was two years ago. Um, we, we were so loud, apparently, that we blew a fuse. And... <laughs> And so we were sitting in, like, almost complete darkness outside of, like, the floodlights at the uh, asylum. So they just called Crazy Steve to come to the ring and just do random wrestling matches with random people. And it lasted, like, 25 minutes. And it was so great. He was just, he was just like, who's next? Who else am I wrestling? Cool. So I just thought that was fun. He, he won me that day. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Crazy Steve. Wasn't he at that Vader show, Danny? Yes, Super yeah, show? And he, yeah, and he was, yeah, yeah, he was, and he was really good there. That's where I, that's where he won me because he did so well, and he was so over with that crowd. He had been there a couple times before already, so they kind of knew yeah. him. But then they did like the dusty finish where he wins, but he didn't win, and the crowd fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, and it was just, it was good. Where was this? At, at um. um when we saw Vader wrestle at uh, GPW, Georgia Premier Wrestling. They, yeah, they had a show somewhere up north. It's always up north. It's in Canton or whatever is where they usually run. Okay. Or Blue Ridge. It Jas- yeah. was in Jasper, Georgia, I Jasper. think, was in this one. Yeah. Yeah, it was It was super show in Jasper. They brought Billy in. Gunn, uh, Billy Gunn was there. Ricky Steamboat was there. Vader, um, they brought in Vader. Jeff this was Hardy. like less than a year before Vader passed away. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Jeff Hardy was there too. Crazy Steve and Rebel were there. Um, mm. It was oh, a fun show. Rebel? Yeah, yeah. From it from was a very uh, good, yeah. from AEW fame, Rebel. Yes, pre AEW fame, Rebel. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Before AEW was cool. Yep. Well, before it was a thing. Speaking of AEW. Uh, speaking of King Omega and the Good Brothers, um, yeah, Good Brothers came to AEW uh, like they probably should have a few years ago instead of uh, turning them down, but oh well. Uh, and yeah, uh, Bullet Club is fine, guys. They're reunited again. Uh, you know, we talk, we talk about the A team and the B team. This is the A++ the elite team, uh, as Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and the Good Brothers 
Uh, too sweet at the end of the night after they end up beating up uh, the New Japan Pro Wrestling United States Champion. See how I put that in there. Um, you know, in in the middle of the ring uh, to just uh, you know, for the goodness of the too sweet. Because when you are the elite, you are too sweet. Uh, if it if yeah, it isn't Tama and Bad Luck Fallet, that's not the real Bullet Club. Yeah. Listen, man, the machine gun, okay? He had the machine gun. He's one of the he's that's one of true. the guys who works with it. So you know, it, it has to have one of the four. One of the core four. That's you know, as long as it's subscribe one of the four, I accept it. So the four being uh Finn, uh Mfale, Carl, and uh Tomatonga. So if anybody had any questions about what I meant. Well since so, we're yeah. AEW, let's uh, let's talk about uh Snoop Dogg Splash. Yeah, it was shitty. It was shitty, and it was helped to I promote mean, that go it, home it show. He went the, or the go big the show. show, or whatever. Yeah, go big yeah. show is a terrible name for the show. He tried to go big, and it it was shitty. So yeah. the first time that they announced the go big show, immediately I'm think I started thinking I was like the big, big show show on, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what happened? I thought he was still under contract. Yeah, I was like, did he get another show? I thought it was canceled. Unfortunately. Yeah, I know, right? I enjoyed that show. I, it was pretty good. I still need to watch a Christmas special. I haven't watched it yet. I do too. I saw that I saw it on Netflix yesterday. I was like, oh, I should probably watch this at some point. Yeah. But But anyway, New Year Smash. What a name. It was uh Oh no. I think I'm more interested to see what they can do on night two. Um because night one wasn't great. <laughs> I mean, it ended well, but we'll see the overall. I mean, that depends on your definition of well. Um, well, most people uh, like the main event match, too. Yeah, the yeah, match was great. Phoenix, yeah. and, um, Phoenix and um, Omega took the Omega? house down. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was great. Match of Kenny's the night. A, Kenny's a seven-star match kind of guy. Mm, no. Nah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, I also like the, the continuity with, you know, having Eddie Kingston backstage beating up, uh, you know, uh, Pac and uh, and um, Penta. So it's kind of like that continuation of that story. I'm glad they just didn't forget about it and ignored it because yeah. that means, hey, Eddie Kingston, we're going to hear, hear from him and see him in the future. So maybe uh, they'll follow up on that next week. Speaking yeah, of Kingston, I'm looking forward to. Did yeah. you see that Sports Illustrated named him one of their top ten professional wrestlers of 2020? No, I don't pay attention to Sports Illustrated. They named what him. They? Yep, he's the number ten wrestler in their opinion for 2020. Very interesting. I have the list. If you would like to hear the list of top ten, sure. Give me just a second, because my computer is being really slow. Come on. This is what happens when you start playing games on your computer. All right. Top 10 wrestlers. 
According to Sports Illustrated magazine, huh? According to Sports Illustrated magazine, yes. Uh, number ten, Eddie Kingston. As you I'm said, I'm getting some respect. You. I'm so glad of that. Um, yeah. Uh, at number nine, Roman Reigns. The Tribal Chief gets the ninth spot. What? A little low, but I'm here yeah. for it. Uh, number eight. Uh, the man that just the headline back to back Wrestle Kingdoms here, Kota Ibushi, uh, number eight. This this must have been done before Wrestle Kingdom because no way he's not top five after Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, yeah, it was for twenty twenty, not twenty twenty one. Yeah, I, I yeah I see that his top three matches of twenty twenty where, uh, yeah, the kind of the G1 and then the G1 matches. So, yeah, so this is all based on just 2020. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and, yeah, the Tribal Chief was gone for half the year. And the fact um, that he's still number nine is fantastic. Yeah. Number seven, Io Shirai. A little mean, low to me. Io had a fantastic still. 2020. Uh, but apparently not as good as number six, which is Bailey. I mean, I you got to think about the exposure, brother. No, yeah, you're right. Gonna give you much bigger exposure. Bailey uh, also was champion for I think nine of the twelve months. So yeah, number five, Kenny Omega. Yeah, you know he's not only AEW champion, but he's also the mega champion at AAA. So you know he is a true. International star and world champion. Eh. He's champion all over the world. Eh. All right. Okay. Uh, number four, Naito. Okay. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, two-time champion last year. Oh, so I'm good with that. Uh, number three, Drew McIntyre. I mean, come on. You know, he, he beat Brock at WrestleMania. Won the Royal Rumble. I um, still think that's a little low for him. Yeah. Uh, that and, and also, uh, you know, superstar of the year. Come on. Uh, number two, John Moxley. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, I can think that. He's definitely top ten guy for me. And the, the wrestler, the number one wrestler of the year, Sasha Banks. Absolutely. 100% agree with it. Indeed. She what had a fantastic a 2020. And you're talking about exposure. She was in Mandalorian. So, yeah. Worldwide uh, exposure. All right. So top 10 here in Sports Illustrated. Who are you, Justin Bar- Barasco? He must be a wrestling fan because I do see he he tweets a lot about wrestling. Yeah, Uh, it's crazy to me that like ESPN and um, Sports Illustrated, it took them to like 2017 to realize that wrestling should count as a sport. So I think they have their own like wrestling people now. Yeah. I should have applied for that job. I know, right? To get to go around, be paid by ESPN to watch wrestling? Cool. Watch wrestling and write about it? Yeah. Sign me up, brother. Yeah, why not? Why not? I mean, we already watch it, right? So. I know. I do I, I do it for free. I mean, shoot. Uh, 
you know, at, at least you don't pay to actually do the wrestling thing, you know, so, so like yeah. other people do. Yeah, you got to pay to play, brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that reminds me, your annual dues are due. Uh-oh. Uh, my check's in the mail. I actually had to write a check yesterday. It felt weird. Wow. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, where was I? Okay. Well, we go from Smash to Evil. New Year's Evil, hosted by uh, what's his name? That Dexter creepy Loomis. guy. Dexter Loomis. That's right. I knew he had creepy name. guy. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of creepy not, guys. Not that type of. Not that type of creeper. Uh, that uh, that guy. That not guy in Florida. Not a canceled creeper. He still has to be canceled. I don't understand it. People tried, and then they still people want to go train with him. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no, I still cringe when I Oof. when people bring up that photo of uh, uh, that. What's yeah, that is girl? it together? Yeah, yes, easy. Oh, I was like, Oof. really, dude? Oh. All right. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, New Year's Evil. Uh, fun match here uh, with K- Karen Cross defeating uh, Damian Priest. Word is that this was uh, Damian Priest uh, bye bye match. Uh, apparently. No, some I was reading that last Friday on SmackDown, he was supposed to come out to the rescue of Kevin Owens and fight against uh, Reigns and and uh, whichever of the Usos is wrestling. Um, Jay, please no. I, 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 I'll call it's I'll Jay. call him Uso number one. Okay, all right. Okay. Uh, yeah. Apparently, why did they try to ruin that feud? So whoever came up with the story was going to come up and say that Damian Priest was friends with, uh, with with Owens, and so he came to his rescue. Now, mm-hmm. Owens apparently is like, wait, why are we friends? That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. What, what do we have in common, you know? And, you know, he voiced his opinion, and then the tribal chief agreed it didn't make sense to do to Roman Reigns either, and of course, Roman's you know Roman Reigns has stroke, right? So Roman Reigns said no, so they didn't do it. He was backstage on on SmackDown at, at the uh, Thunderdome, and he was ready to do work. But uh, well, let's Reigns, be honest, it doesn't make sense. It definitely does not make sense. And whoever came up with that idea needs to find another job. Yeah. 100% because when I read it, I was like, wait, what? I was like, okay, you can plug him into a storyline somehow, but not just, oh, me and KO, we go back, you know, 20 years. And I'm, no, no. We work for the same company at separate times in, in, our, in our careers. Oh, we're Stupid. Friends. So oh. stupid. I'm glad that they nixed that. Good for you, Especially because you have literally... Kevin Owens' best friend on the same roster. Mm-hmm. All the same show. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That that's yeah, no. It'd be a good like, way to turn Sammy face, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think Sammy's doing fantastic right now. Oh no, he one hundred percent is. I'm just saying yeah. it would be a good way to turn him face. 
He would be. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so Damien Priest on his way out. Looks like he'll uh, be throwing fake arrows in the Thunderdome in no time. Uh, Karen Crozo uh, looking good here in the opening match. Then uh, Santos Escobar uh, defends the NXT underscore uh, interim Cruiserweight champion. So even though the current champion is back in action and defending the title in the UK, uh, they might as well just call them both the Cruiserweight champions, but one NXT and one NXT UK. Yep. They're literally the same belt. Danger. It's kind of weird. They're literally yep. the same belt, you know, and whatever. Ben Carter is going to hopefully challenge and win that belt uh, from, uh, yeah, from Finn Balor's people. Um, but, yeah, Santos Escobar defeats Grand Metalik. Uh, to Fantastic maintain the, the Cruiserweight Championship. Of course, it feels great. Uh, you get two two great luchadors here. Uh, Santos looked like a king. Yeah, I, I love the presentation of a legado del fantasma. Same, 100%. He's just got that, yeah. like, he's got that rich, arrogant, like, heel mentality that I think that they really wanted Del Rio to have. But Del Rio just came across as like an arrogant ass. Yeah. Uh, to where I, I think. Mm-hmm. To, I was gonna say to where Santos actually comes across as like the rich snob, not like he's not an asshole, but he knows that he has money and yeah. is not afraid to flaunt it. Unlike Del Rio, who just came across as a rich asshole. And I also think that this is the type of presentation they could have done with Andrade. Yep. And, but you know they just they, they screwed it up, and then he had to go home for sixty days. Um, now he's Mr. Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Woo! <clears throat> All right. Uh, then uh, the new and improved Zaylee comes back and defeats Katrina Cortez. I did not realize Katrina Cortez. Was still signed to the to the roster, but all right, here we go. Uh, yeah, ninety seconds. Uh, I like the look. Who do you guys think is that guy sitting in the in the little chair? Thrown I think in? it's a chick. It looked like Abaddon to me, honestly. <laughs> the whole time I'm sitting there, like, wow, she's pulling double duty tonight. <laughs> yeah, who it is, I don't really know, but whoever it is, you know, took her and Boa, and so I expect to see Boa debut and and crush somebody next week um and have them you know both kind of be crushers side by side but i i don't know who the the person is you know it could be robert stone for all we know oh jesus um i really liked the 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 new zaya i i have always thought pretty highly of her um since i've seen her in the may young classic i thought she had a lot of potential that just needed to be tapped into, and it seems like finally they did it. And I really liked her presentation. I liked her in-ring work. I thought she did very well um, Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day. I don't, I, uh, I don't know what days are anymore. Um, very interested to see her going forward. Very, very interested. Yes, yes. I'm there with you on that. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else we get? Raquel Gonzalez defeats Rhea Ripley in the last woman standing match in what is also 
to be Rhea Ripley's uh, swan match here as uh, she will be going to the main roster. Um, and do what? I'm not sure. We'll see. Win the Royal Rumble and go on to challenge at WrestleMania. Mm. You think she'll challenge Drew McIntyre? Yeah, she'll probably beat Drew. Um, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Fantasy booking. And okay, then we get. Well, hold on. We got to talk about the match. The match was good. <laughs> well, yeah, the match was very good, but you know we're. And then we stuck we're, Dakota Kai in a in a locker. I wonder. I wonder if anybody ever got Dakota out. Hopefully, Raquel uh, got out. She or, she's still probably there. Who knows? I am. I was very sad with this match because R and R is forever. Um, it wasn't I, forever. It was like for six two weeks. Are they tag team for half of 2019 and kind of until Rhea went to NXT UK or came? Wait, okay, 18. I think it was 2018. Is that when I met Rhea? Yeah. All right. So it was half of 2018 until they moved Rhea into NXT UK, and then it just kind of dissolved. I liked the storytelling. You could tell. That it meant something to these girls, um, and I'm always a proponent of you know emotion in a storyline because it just makes it 100% better. Um, but if that was Rhea's swan song, hey, not much better you can do on NXT. You won the women's championship, you won the NXT UK women's championship. I mean, she won War Games. Uh, there's not much else that she can do. Yeah. And so then we get the way. The way. Yes, sir, indeed. And yeah, so we get the way. Um, the way getting and... the crap beaten out of them by Kushida and Shotzi. Well, it, I mean, they weren't prepared for a match. They were prepared for a celebration because the curse had finally been broken. Johnny Gargano defended a title at TakeOver, okay? Or not TakeOver, defended a title, period. Um, it wasn't fair. Dexter Loomis let the power go to his head, and it's completely corrupted by the fact that he can just make a match as he pleases, and it wasn't fair to Johnny and Candice. They were just there for a celebration with Indy and Austin and including the picture with Paul May. Like, just, I can't, I can't believe it. Like, every time that Johnny has something good go for him, somebody somewhere has got to screw with him. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. Well, Kushida beat his ass regardless. And uh, Kushida hopefully looks to find himself challenging for that championship sooner rather than later. And he will lose, just like Leon Ruff. How dare you put? Johnny, how dare you say that Kushida Johnny. and Leon Ruff are the same? We don't look. We don't have time to split time. The, okay, it's it, Kushida's not part of the way, so he's got to be eliminated. He's in the way. Whatever. Anyways, way, way. Uh, let's let's get that out of the way. Uh, 
Finn Balor uh, defeated Kyle O'Reilly by submission. Uh, this time, Finn Balor paying O'Reilly a favor back and trying to break his jaw. Uh, Finn Balor, though, ends up bloody again. Um, I, I love seeing these two guys wrestle because they beat the crap out of each other, and mm-hmm. it's really fun. But I always feel like this is going to always end with them out of action for an undetermined <laughs> amount of time. So let, let's just, for the goodness of just everybody's sake, don't wrestle again for Call a while. For a little while. Yeah. Give yourself a little break. You know what I'm saying? Like a- you need a break. When you, if you need a vacation, then wrestle each other because then exactly. you'll be to get a vacation. But let, too soon. Let's, you guys going to kill each other. It was a fantastic match. Uh, yeah. And they threw everything at each other and they nearly killed each other. It was really fun to watch. But stop. It, um, it was not as good, in my opinion. It was still a great match. It was not as good as the first match. Um, but it still was a hard-hitting, kicking match. Um, I, worthy of a main event. It was worthy of a takeover main event more than New Year's Evil. Um, fantastic match. I love both of these. It's crazy to me how Finn Balor has completely reinvented himself since coming back to NXT. And I think this shows more than anything that Kyle O'Reilly can be a singles competitor and a singles star in WWE. Yeah, I mean, they... Tried again mm-hmm. to hurt each other, like you, like you guys said, and thank. Hopefully, I guess they both came out, you know, without too much damage. I guess. Yeah. I don't know if Balor's going to need stitches on that, on that wound or not. Probably. Um, probably, probably yeah. yeah. Um, hey, listen, if if Kushida doesn't take the title away from Johnny, maybe O'Reilly can. can. The only time um, Johnny will lose that title is when Johnny decides it's time to lose the title. Let me tell you. Uh, I, I, I want to tell you one thing, and it is that Valentine's Day is a day for heartbreak. And at NXT TakeOver on Valentine's Day, Saint Valentine's Johnny Gargano. If they don't call it St. Valentine's Day Massacre, they're, they're, they're ruining my life. Well, you're going to call it a massacre because that's what Gargano's going to get by whoever he's got to defend the championship against. No. Yeah, and when Kushida beats him, yeah. Kushida can barely oh, stay on television. Why is it, how's he going to beat somebody for a title? Listen, it, it's Johnny Gargano, all right? Exactly. It's Johnny Takeover. So, all right, fun match and a lot of big news um, for NXT. In addition to the Valentine's Day edition of NXT TakeOver on uh, Sunday, February 14th, uh, it was also announced that 2021 Dusty Classic, uh, and not only that, but it's the men's Dusty Classic, because yes, there will also be a women's Dusty Cl- t- Classic, uh, the teams will be announced later on. Uh, but here are your teams uh, for the men's Dusty Classic. The Grizzled Young Veterans. Are they really young anymore? 
don't know. Yeah, Everrise. Young yeah. Bucks aren't young either, so. Yeah. Everrise. Uh, the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole and Roderick Baby. Strong, because those are the only two that are still healthy. Um, <laughs> Breezango, uh, Legado del Fantasma, you know, Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza. Imperium, Marcel Barthel and Fabian Aker, Hickner. Drake Maverick Hickner. and Killian Dane. And my favorites. Kurt Stallion and Austin Gray. You missed the team. So you missed the team. Did you miss Brizango? No. No, I said Brizango. No, I said Brizango. Okay. He missed the way of Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory, who put their name are, in the are, hat. Are they going to be there too? I mean, there's only eight teams. How can you have? They 19? put their name in. They, well, they can I put mean, the name in whatever they want. They're not part of the eight teams. He said that they were. So I mean, listen. I don't know He's why they again. would say he would announce that and then not actually put him in. That wouldn't make any sense. Yes. The fact that you started with Johnny Gargan is the one that said it. Right. He's the guy in NXT. So whatever he says should go. So anyways, those are your eight teams. With Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory getting the bye because they're the best team. In all the land. Look, uh, the, uh, they've had sixteen teams in the in, in the show in the in the tournament before. So I mean, could they add more teams? Possibly. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so lots of exciting things uh, going on in uh, in uh, the uh, in the world of uh, NXT. So fun. Uh, and so right before we get to the last two things uh, of our, uh, on our schedule here, uh, how funny that Cardi B was trending on the Twitter with yeah. – I'm telling you, the, 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 you know, it's like the, the most inexpensive uh, plugs there. I mean, like I'm not necessarily a Cardi B fan. She has millions of followers and millions of fans. And millions and, of dollars. And if they can book Snooki and get a good match out of her at WrestleMania, flip. Okay, did they actually get a good match out of Snooki? Hold on. Snooki did well in her match. Snooki uh, just stood there. Most of the time, oh, yeah. Did. Then came in for the hot tag, hit like three yeah. moves, and then was done. She did that Dang. springboard thing, and it looked really bad. Or the so, handspring, not the springboard. Listen, Car- you get Cardi B versus Lazy Evans already set. Cardi B that just don't beat that bitch's ass. They, 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 they've already done all the work, you know. You know, just so, yeah, it's all good. Uh, but I thought that was so funny. Uh, all right, so now. Uh, and Goldberg. I, I, don't forget Goldberg. Uh, yeah, we'll wait until he, you know, till, till next week on that one. Um, our co-main event of the evening, the Royal Rumble from 1995 is what we get to look back today. Um, uh, so this is the first Royal Rumble that I got to watch live. Um, and and actually been fluent in English by this time. Uh, from Tampa, Florida. Uh, the Sun Dome. Not, not, not far from the Thunder Dome. Um, so yeah, uh, 
we we you know I mean I of course I, you guys know how much of a '94 wrestling boy I am. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm surprised you watch Royal Rumble '94. Yeah, no, no, no. So I started watching get like full time everything in like '94, mid '94. Like I would watch Ross Monday Night Ross here and there, but 1994 is when like mid 1994 uh, is when I like became a full time wrestling watching fan because uh, it started when Hogan was in. Uh, you know, side with WCW, and then I'm like, ooh, I found wrestling again. Um, all right. So 1995 was my pick because, you know, it just followed the, my trajectory. And, yeah, here we go. In the opening oh. match, you get Jeff Jarrett defeating Razor Ramon for the WCW, WCW the WWF Intercontinental Championship after the road he had uh, attacked Ramon's uh, knee. Uh, he had originally gotten this, not disqualified, cut it out, so Jared won, but Jared's like, no, 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 this isn't happening. The match got restarted. Uh, Razor Ramon tried to uh, do the um, Razor's edge on Jeff Jarrett, but his knee buckled, and uh, one roll-up later, Jeff Jarrett, that is J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R, Double T uh, became in a kind of champion with the roadie, the future road dog Jesse James. Oh, you didn't know? You better call somebody. Earlier in the night, when we were talking about um, you know the the match that was forty something minutes long, but it didn't feel like it was forty something minutes long. And then some uh, matches are like ten minutes long, but feel like they're an hour. This this was that match. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, according to Wikipedia, this match lasted 18 minutes, but I swear to God, I started watching this thing at 10 o'clock, and it was about 12.30 by the time this match was over. Um, boy, was it long. Unnecessarily long. For no reason. Um, yeah. Razor's good, but not even Razor can carry Jeff Jarrett to a good match. Really? Um... Uh, yeah. Well, obviously, he picked him up and he's knee buckled. He couldn't yeah, carry. He him. tried to carry him. He tried to he carry, literally him. He tried carry him. He couldn't. But here's the problem: this was the best match of the night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, new intercontinental value. Okay, sentimental value. Oh, I mean, I'm not complaining. I love the Rumble in this this year, so I like I liked watching that. But yeah, oof, some of these Rumble undercards are boo boo. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that we followed that with Undertaker defeating IRS uh, because I, I don't even remember how this feud got started. Well, DBRC was DBRC, trying to take yeah. the and stuff, I think. But yeah, I IRS I think had a a tag the Undertaker try to steal the urn. So yeah, they had a match. Uh, and don't forget, Druid, even the dead are going to pay their taxes. Yeah, the the, Dru- the Druids got involved, who apparently were wearing no pants. I wish I hadn't yeah. seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Did not know that Drew Drew uh, Druids were pantless, but I, I, I didn't know they were. Yeah, but... surprise. And yeah, but Undertaker with the win. Uh, later, um, King Kong Bundy would come and attack Undertaker. IRS uh, would steal the urn successfully this time. And uh, yeah, that would set up the WrestleMania match: Undertaker versus uh, Bundy. Yep. Kicking Wendy, I'm sure we'll talk about it sometime. Oh, please don't. Hope not. <laughs> well, come on, Undertaker Undertaker choke slam was looking weak yeah. those days too. It was like a lift and a drop, lift and a drop, lift like it was drop, like a weak yeah. choke slam. He like he would okay. drop to his knees to give that choke slam, brother. Taker was bored. I'm sure Taker was just bored out of his mind at this point because all they were doing is throwing him with big men. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, it is uh, Diesel defending the WWF Championship against Bret Hart, of course. Bret had defeated Diesel back at Survivor Series. Yeah. Or, yeah. And... Uh, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Bret had lost the title to Bob Backlund at Survivor, Survivor Series, and then and Diesel beat him later, seconds. Yeah, uh, Diesel defeated Bob Backlund. So here, the Bret's getting his mat, his uh, uh, his title match. Uh, so yeah, they're gonna fight, and then uh, Shawn Michael interferes, attacks Diesel. They restart the match. Owen Hart comes and attacks Bret Hart. They restart a match. Then uh, Owen and uh, Bob Backlund attack uh, Brett. And then uh, Sean and, for some reason, uh, Jeff Jarrett come and attack Diesel. And they're all just fighting all over the place. Uh, and the match is thrown out in 27 minutes. Diesel retained. Too long. Yeah, I was a little surprised that it was so early in the card because they talked about, you know, we got a tag title match, we got an IC title match, we got a WWF title match, and the WWF title match is before the tag title match. So I was a little surprised at that well, as far as placement LT, on the baby. card. LT. That's but LT didn't have anything to do with – yeah, not yet, though. They didn't know yeah, until wait. later. I know, but – yeah. Anyways, yeah, it was it was an interesting uh, placement for this match, but the fact that it ended a draw. I mean, this was like the fans in Tampa were were having a blast. They you know they were over uh, with uh, uh, with Razor. They were, the Undertaker was over. They loved Brett and Diesel. And when they called it a uh, a draw, that that was it. I mean that it restarted eighty six and a half times. Yeah, it it kept going after one interference. It kept going after two interferences. It kept going until like half the locker room emptied out, and then finally they threw the match out. Um, but I guess it was kind. It was technically like a face-face match, right? Like neither guy was really yeah. a heel, so Correct. that's kind of why it it went on the way it did, I guess. But still, it just felt like it just kept going and going and going and going. No, 
This was oh, also yeah, one of those matches that felt like it drugged. Because I think I, we were... Because me and Danger tried to start watching it at the same time together, but NXT got in the way of that. And then I was like, are you sure this match is ever going to end? Because <laughs> it just you never felt see, like it. You guys try to see who was going to survive it for more? Well, he was like 25, 30 minutes ahead of me. So I was just like, he's like, well, when you get through that match, and I'm like, are you sure I'm ever going to actually get through it? Is it going to end? Do you promise? Between that and the show, uh, when the show, our podcast started, I'm sure it was going to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, the fans definitely did not, did not like uh, that draw. Uh, but alas, uh, that's what we got because you got to protect the baby faces. Uh, then next up, uh, the one to trick kid and uh, Bob Holly uh, versus Bam Bam Bigelow Tatanka. Uh, the Million Dollar Corporation uh, in the finals of the tag team tournament for the also felt like it went on forever. Holy yep. crap! Of of course, this match the the title is vacant because you know uh, Shawn Michaels has super kicked Diesel at Survivor Series and they were the tag team champions and then they broke up, so no, no champs no more. But yeah, Two dudes with attitudes. The match could have gone like maybe five, six minutes uh, less. Yeah, uh, but at least. Yeah. Uh, Bebe Bigelow gets beat, uh, gets pinned, and of course, he becomes the laughter of everybody, including one special guest. Uh, of course, he was there as a guest of uh, the Decent. champ. And we're talking about the, the one and only legend. Lawrence Taylor was there, and uh, yeah. I uh, wonder how much coke they paid him to be there. Uh, enough. Uh, they yeah, were in it, Tampa, it, so it probably wasn't hard to find some. Yeah. Uh, the shove uh, <laughs> hurt around Tampa. Um, and on pay per view, Ben uh, Big Little shoved uh, LT, which went on to lead to the main event of WrestleMania 11. That's right. The main event of WrestleMania 11 was Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Like you do. So, yep. Uh, It was interesting. Like, at this time, my fan, I'm like, look, LT got pushed by Bam Bam Bigelow. How old was I? 12? Yeah, I was 12 and a half. I was very excited. Well, the crowd was very excited, too. They were very yeah. into it, too. They were like, holy crap, this just happened. What is what is going on? You can say what you want about the card, but the fans were here all night. Like, they yeah. were they were hyped. 12-year-old Patrick didn't know that this is scripted yet. Oh. So. That was all about the bubble there, buddy. Well. I don't remember when I found out, but Bubba wasn't burst. And we go to our main event of the evening, the Royal Rumble. Uh, in order of entry, Shawn Michaels, the British Bulldog, Eli Blue, uh, Duke Dumpster Drosy, Gigolo, Jimmy Del Rey, Sione, one of the head shrinkers. Uh, Was the Barbarian, which we found out. Oh, you did not know? I We did not know. 
No, we didn't. I was like, that looks had like Barbarian no to me, but I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. He actually had replaced Samu, who had uh, left the Fed uh, for, I don't know why, a few months before. Uh, got the Doctor of Desire, Tom Prichard, uh, Doink the Clown, Quang, who's Savio Vega under in the mask, uh, if you guys didn't know. The model, yeah, Rick Martel. The King of Hearts, Owen Hearts. Uh, Timothy Well, Bushwalker Luke. Jacob Blue, King Kong Bundy. Mo Mabel. Bushwalker Butch. Lex, made in the USA, Lex Luger. The Montour. Um, Men of War, Aldo Montoya. Henry O. Godwin. Billy Gunn. Bart Gunn. Buck Backlund. Stephen Dunn, NWA legend Dick Murdoch. By the way, uh, he made his last appearance at Slamboree the following year, and then passed away in the summer of 1996. So, I got a last hurrah. Adam Bomb, Fatu, and Crush. Cool, it was cool, really cool. nice of them to let the uh, the tag teams kind of come out together. And then the people know, they right? didn't even know were going to tag team come out together. Kind of, kind of mm-hmm. a, a memento here for this one thing. Crush and Adam Bomb and the Blue yeah. Brothers and the Blue Brothers. Yeah. Who, who are the Harris Brothers? Yeah, we had to look that up too. Yeah, who who were going to wrestle 15 years later uh, in WCW against each other in that uh, first blood. Match. Oh yeah, golly, the first blood bar brawl match we watched. <laughs> well, they were also the disciples of Apocalypse together. Yes, they? they were. Eight eight ball in skull. Yeah, eight ball in skull, and then, and then Crush was, was the nation for a while, and then he went. And, well, to... then when he left the nation, he formed the DOA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Savio uh, formed Los Bariquas when he left the nation. Yeah. And the crush, they just they were, it was the three of them. They started feuding with each other. They all thought they could do better. So, uh, so they all got their prison we'll gangs be, together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, the skinheads, the Latinos, and then the black guys, and you had and you had them all fight yeah. each other. And gang war in WWF with a Z. Yep. Uh, yep. And then Chains, who was the the Underfaker, mm. the, the last disciple of a couple. But yeah. You did not know that Harry Sione didn't know there was a barbarian? No. Oh. He looked the same I looked at him and I was like, that looks like the barbarian. I think that's a barbarian. And then we decided it was the barbarian. Yeah. Do you guys know that Aldo Montoyo is just incredible? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah, the Portuguese man of war. Yes. Yeah. I told Eric, I said, that guy looks incredible. <laughs> just incredible. <clears throat> just incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah. So quite, quite the uh, the characters here. I did not realize that Henry Godwin was just as big uh, as Montour. So I remember Montour was so big, at least looked huge. But next to Henry, but he was Godwin, kind of short. Yeah, either Montour was too short, or Henry Godwin was really big. Probably a little bit of both. I was about to say probably both. Yeah. Montour was really stocky, but he was he wasn't like six eight. He was probably like six four. Right. Uh, um, so, Vince McMahon on commentary is really bad. 
in case anybody. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like how many times like this. One, yeah. two, oh, he got him three. No, he didn't. Like, okay, we get it, Vince. We can we can see what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was an interesting uh, Royal Rumble here. Of course, the whole story was all about number one and number two, Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog, uh, who lasted a total 38 minutes and 41 seconds. Uh, and, you it was know, a short it, rumble. It, yeah, because they did the 60-second gimmick where they it was only 60 yeah. seconds between each time. And guys were getting thrown out quick, too. Yeah. A lot of guys came in and then got thrown out within like before the next guy even came out. Yeah. Yeah. And when you get the rumble the next year, Triple H was number one and he lasted forty eight minutes, and that was longer than this whole rumble. Yeah, it was ten minutes longer Look, than this whole rumble. You gotta think though, Shawn Michaels, I mean, if Shawn Michaels has screwed up and touched the floor, that whole thing would have been ruined. Oh yeah, they just, sure. have, they just wouldn't have shown it on camera as many times as they did. They just would have told us what happened, but they wouldn't have well, shown nine different yeah. camera views. This is the this is the good thing about cell phone videos not being a thing in 1995 because yeah. people you know, couldn't have been like, I saw it. Here's the video. It didn't happen that yeah. way. Yeah. So, but yeah, but no, I think Sean. You know, I mean, you could even see when. The uh, when the bulldog was about to uh, clothesline him, he he grabbed, he kind of started wrapping his arm around the, the rope, so mm-hmm. he could as soon as he got over, he could just get a hold and yeah, he could start scaring that cat. Yeah, yeah, but he really then just at the right time, bulldog remembered to get on top uh, of the uh, uh, what do you call it, to get on Ropes. top of the uh, rope, so he could get. Taken out, pushed over. You know, yep. It was kind of funny how he celebrated. They played his music, but they never rang the bell, right? And so it's kind yeah. of like well, you should have rang the bell or not play his music and just yeah. Well, yeah. whatever. So it all, it all worked right. out in the end. But did they work out? And yeah, Shawn Michaels number one. Shawn Michaels was the last in standing with uh, Pamela Anderson. Yes, Pamela Anderson was there as the guest host while mm-hmm. everybody fanboyed over her. And then apparently the winner was going to be escorted by her at WrestleMania. That uh-huh. was what they were winning. Winning yeah. her, her escort services. Which, yeah, I mean, any, any, anybody at that time, yeah. She, she definitely was the kind of one that people pay attention to. Yeah, but fun, fun, fun Royal Rumble. Was it five matches? I think was it. Was it fun though? Six matches. Uh, it, it was. It was fun to reminisce and look back. And uh, was it though? Yeah. Look. Was it? Yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, but that I caught like Shawn Michaels was number one, and then he won. The way he won, never been done before. Uh, this is before Shawn Michaels was the showstopper. Uh, you know, got to his first WrestleMania main event. No, co-main event, right? He didn't main event. That WrestleMania. Thanks, LT. But nostalgia, 
it was interesting. Look, you guys learned something. Okay? You guys learned, learned something about the Harris brothers that I didn't know. That was a, mm-hmm. that was a great experience just Jake, to learn about the Harris happen. brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you, have you guys ever seen Well Done Wrestle? They're funny. You know, were wrestling together. I hate Well Done. But, uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, it was interesting. I totally forgot that uh, Dick Murdoch was there. I was like, man, uh, he was looking old a, too. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, like I said, like a year and a half later, he passed away. I think he had a heart attack or something like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so uh, I'm going with a. A minus on the show. Oh, Ooh, boy. Woo! Wow. You are certainly grading on a curve, sir. So what you're telling me is this was literally just barely below Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, uh, if I'm grading it as 12-year-old with, with, with the curve of me, of my nostalgia, yeah. Oh my! But to me, uh, it was all about the, the last, the last two, last three matches. I mean, I was very invested in the whole Diesel Bret Hart thing, uh, the LT thing with Bam Bam Bigelow, and then the Royal Rumble was fun. I love the Royal Rumble is my favorite gimmick match. So same. Uh, it's yeah, literally yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, and the fact that the Sean was able to do what he did—an iconic moment that will never be replicated. So, yeah, no one will ever enter number one and win ever it's again. It's just not gonna be special as it was the first time. All right, come down. Oh no, I'm just—I'm I'm agreeing with you. No one will ever, ever, ever right. do it again, and it's never been done. No, go ahead, give it your D's or C's yes. or whatever. D, yep, D, 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 D. Every match felt too long. Uh, oh, let's not forget Pamela Anderson. All right, there you go. That's why I got that's a D instead of an F. And I was about to say that's why I'm giving it a double D because there you Pamela go. Anderson hey, was there. hey, hey, hey! <laughs> See what I did there? It was, it was yes. pretty good. A plus. Not, 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 I, like Danny was right. I was grading in the curve. <laughs> Hey, 36, 24, 36, that kind of curve. Hey. Sweet hey. Jesus. Why do I, why do, I do this? <laughs> um, yeah, I, even for nostalgia, the show was eh. The Royal Rumble match was the best match, and it was filled with a bunch of jobbers. So I don't know what to say. Um, jobbers? It had Lex Luger. Like you said, jobbers. But it also had like Dr. Tom and Jimmy Gigolo, Jimmy, Jimmy Del Rey, whoever. Gigolo, Jimmy Del Rey, and the Blue Not Brothers. Sarah Del Rey's and... dad. No, no. Look, it had Crush. A, a year earlier, Crush had sent the Macho Man to retirement. Right? Oh, good for him. Is that what we call WCW? WCW yeah. to retirement? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because you know, Crush had his uh, had the match with Macho Man. Macho Man lost. He had to retire or leave. It was a leave, leave WWE match or something like that. Oh. So a WWF match. WCW anyway. was a retirement home. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you guys stay with your D's. I'll uh, I'll 
keep my nostalgic uh, B A minus. I said A minus, right? I almost gave it a B. You guys almost made me downgrade it. Um, so okay, uh, we we kind of you know we we got to enjoy the premiere episode of um, uh, what do you call it? AWE's Loud uh, on uh, that on the right now TV uh, available uh, to anyone uh, who has you know it's not, no you not the Roku is it? They, yeah, there's a Roku, Roku app. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this is the Roku app. It's on on the, its website. It's a TV channel for it. Go online and check it out. Uh, we, we're tweeting about it because we were watching it live on uh, on Monday. Uh, and, of course, they, they had the replays on Thursdays. So, yeah. So talking about it, we used to say, hey, for January – why don't we just do a little watch along of some uh, random matches from uh, AWE? So we're going to start with uh, 2014. Uh, as soon as you guys joined the room, I joined. I had, uh, to, I had to download the thing to allow to do that. So really, right. yeah, I, I, don't, I don't use this you, app on my phone, Eric. Oh, I didn't ask to join. That's my oh. fault. Okay. Um, Here we go. Asked to join. There we go. So now uh, you guys can see my screen. Yes. Mm, Yes. And then you can turn off or mute yourself on the app. Okay. There we go. I've done enough of these in the last year to know how to do this properly. <laughs> then you still not muted on it. It's funny. No, so no. what we're doing for anybody that's listening and that will be listening uh, after the fact, uh, I'm sharing the screen here on um, uh, on Google Meet so, so we can – because in the past, Danny and I have learned that when we're watching – uh, it, not at the same time. We're off by like 10, 20 seconds. It's not a bad, good experience. So we're just going to watch the same screen. So here we are. Um, AWE uh, back in, uh, was this December 5th? Uh, I think. No, this was not. It was actually August. Uh, yeah, August 2014. The Lethal Weapons, Adrian Armour and Sada Cross. Versus the Heartburn Foundation. Don't even ask me their names. I don't even know. So we, somebody else, right? They'll announce. Yeah. On the thing. Let, let's see. Let's see here. The manager. Else. Yeah, the manager of the Lethal Weapons is talking. Wait, there's like a whole eight people in this crowd. Yeah. No. You see me I right there. See where the referees coming in. Yeah, I'm right there. I do see Patrick. That is me in my AWE shirt. You can see a guy sitting behind the lady with the green shirt, that white guy. That's Mike Blaze, who was part of this podcast before. So here we go. 
Oh God, is he that was, ripoff Curry man? Yeah, he's Curry Let's kid. See, he's he's from the Heartburn here. Foundation. Oh sweet Jesus, what the hell? Heartburn Express, excuse me. Why does this guy look like eighty-year-old biker taker? I don't know. He lasted like two shows. You've done it now. The curry the, the kid, curry kid, and the, the cream of curry. Yes, they are the Heartburn Express. Ugh. Yeah, trash. <laughs> All right. So apparently, back in this day. Uh, Adrian Armour came out with his uh, uh, gear like unzipped and he would sip it up when uh, he started wrestling maybe. I don't know. I was still new to the product. This is my second show. Uh, I, I think. So, no, the, the product at this point. I hadn't, I haven't had yeah. yet to discover AWE. Same. So, yeah. I watched this match uh, on YouTube but I did, was not there to watch it live. Yeah, so this is this is in Canton. Uh, this is the same location where uh, uh, AJ Styles wrestled his last independent wrestling match. Doom, 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 doom. We will. You can tell like the, the the crowd on the other side on the camera side are stomping and it's making the camera shake. Yeah, Patrick, you were into it for a second there. Why'd you stop? I don't know. Was I? I'm always into it. I saw but, you clapping. But, yeah, because I'm schooling here. My fellow, I, I brought like a group of like, four or five people to the show with me. Ah, uh, so you're like, yeah, no, I'm an old, I'm an old vet. Now here, let me tell you about all the guys, the storylines, and all this. And they're like, yeah, uh, okay, cool, bro. Let's just watch. Wow. Let's just watch some guys beat each other up. All right, so Siler Cross before he lost all the weight. When I was gonna say Siler's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, he yeah. was really big for a while there. When I first started coming, he was still like 360, 380. All right. Uh, you I can't know tell that it's Adrian... armor. He was heavier too. Yeah. I was about to yeah. say, I can't tell if it was like, if it's just mass or if it's just he's a little heavier. It's it's no, kind of heavier. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. heavier. And then he was worked on a long time to kind of refine his physique. Okay. Oh, the God, we're doing the Curry thing. Man gimmick. Yeah, uh... they're the they're, they're, the curry kid and cream of curry. Yeah, they're gonna do the curry man gimmick. Okay, that's their whole thing. They're wear, they're both wearing different colored curry man masks. Okay, stop it. And they're like yeah. 120 pounds each. I so again, this is me 100 percent, 100 percent a fan. I you know, I had probably talked to Josh like maybe twice before or after the show. Uh, in my entire life, I, I knew nothing of these guys. I've never been backstage. I haven't been exposed to, to, to the to the locker room of AWE yet. So I have no clue who these guys are, or where. So I really only know who two of these guys uh, are. The, I think the them Curry uh, Curry kid is Mo- is a guy named Montez who Montez. Yeah, uh, that I did end up learning. But he's the uh, what should we call it? He's the uh, zombie dragon. Now, yeah, we saw recently at a uh, at a show he came back. He's a champion for a promotion in communist China. Yeah, he, I, I do remember he left for a while. Might have been what broke up the uh, 
the uh, the, the team. Yeah, uh-huh. the yeah, uh, yeah, the Harbor Foundation is still a, quite a name. Uh, but the other guy, I do not know who he is. I, I never really yeah. found out. I need, I need to ask Josh who the heck this guy was. He may um, not even remember at this point. Yeah, he probably wants to forget about those days. Um, Express, yeah. you, you you don't see it right because, uh, but on on the camera side, I always remember Josh running from side to side because he's always running from one side to the other, doing stuff. So, um, yeah, this was like the last time that they had an announcer that wasn't Josh. Because yeah. I remember him him talking about this guy. He's like, I like the guy. The guy was really good. He came dressed in his own gear, like in that outfit. You know, that was what he dressed in. He did a couple yeah. shows, and they just said he didn't want to do it anymore, and he le- and he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, well, I don't blame so him. That much, guy. That's pretty much when Josh took over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys probably just saw Larry Goodman just walk by, and oh, strong armor looks dude. like he's wearing the Avengers Endgame uh, quantum suit here, pre Avengers Endgame. So, so maybe Adrian yeah. knew something that we didn't. That's yeah, maybe. Very possible that he knew something we didn't. I just, there you go. See, pe- see I, I, I was doing the clapping and he stopped stomping. So I'm like, why am I getting into this? I'm looking at, at these fans and it's like none of these fans are probably the type of the fans that are in the shows now. No, this is definitely a, <laughs> this is definitely a canton crowd. Yeah, they're Canton crowd. They don't leave Canton. They go to GPW no. when it's there, but they don't leave. They don't go to Atlanta for shows. Pretty Atlanta much. Atlanta's the scary city, man. That's where crime happens. I know. That's where you you get you'll get real heartburns. Yeah, you'll get shot there in Atlanta. Oh, here we go. Oh, look. Ooh, knee to the knee. face. Armor did have a really good knee. Yep. Yeah. Always. Oh, Ooh. look at that. Yanked him down. That tandem, man. And, and the stumping of Siler. Yeah. No. Getting ready for the earthquake splash. He's going somewhere. He's gonna hit the ropes. Is he gonna hit the ropes? This is this is pre uh yelling you know uh oh, Siler. Oh, you know how oh, he yeah. Stuff. yeah. Huh? He huh? I feel like he started doing that more like at the mask after the, like the, during the quad the masquerade day. shows and masquerade and the quad shows, yeah. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what he started once doing in 2015. Once they, had, once they had kind of split up a little bit and were doing solo stuff, but yeah, tried to adapt more of a personality. Oh, there's a jawbreaker by the by Kareem McCurry. It's so fun Ooh. to like watch this like when you're in a crowd because I was on Armor's Twitch the other day and we were watching the match at um, Museum Bar with him and Shug, and all he could do is just like he's like, Eric, why do you hate me so much? I was like, bro, you know why I hate you. You had to throw the two fingers up. I have to hate you. I mean, you're, you're. I'm sorry. You're a bad guy. I'm I supposed know, you're a bad to. Bad guy. Boo I'm supposed you. to boo you. No, I mean, he was just like he was. I mean, he knew why I was booing him. He was just. He was like, my man Eric, mad. This match ain't even started yet. <laughs> Plus, you you get an extra extra boost when you're wrestling against Shun. You know what exactly. Saying? Pretty much. Oh man. This kid's getting squashed. He's getting crushed, man. He needs a hot tag. He needs that hot tag to his. He needs that curry tag. tag. That curry hot hot curry tag. He's hot. He's spicy. Yeah. It doesn't really taste great. I don't like the taste of curry. 
I, yeah, I don't, I don't like Curry either. Um, Are we going to get the corner? Yup. Big knee there. Um, oh, hello. So, yeah, so Mickey Villas, we're about four minutes left in this match that we, we, we are watching uh, back from 2014, the Lethal Weapons versus the Harburn Foundation. Uh, we're taking a look back. Uh, as we can tell, your 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 phone is uh, busy as always. Um, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, oh! Is he gonna go down? Uh, is he gonna is he gonna, oh no, no, no! He took he, the jawbreaker. He He's stumbling. Oh, is he gonna go? No, no, he did not. Oh wait! Oh, oh. cut him down again. Oh, oh. couldn't get the hot spicy tag. No, 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 no spicy tags. Ooh, look, look at Kevin Pierce. He made it. So see, this this is the reason why Kevin Pierce quit managing and became a referee, because he just couldn't handle, you know, make, things made him too nervous. Mickey Villas, when did you start watching the uh, the, the AW? Was it during the masquerade days, or was the quad shows your your first show? I remember Mika at the quad, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I remember her at the quad, but I don't know if that was her first, if she had been in the masquerade before the quad. Oh, I, th- I, I, for- I thought she said museum, not masquerade. I forgot y'all even went to the masquerade. Yep. Yeah. A handful of times. That's what's, that, that, they had the... Like uh, you would do a few weeks of Homegrown. Then, then you'd do a masquerade show, and the masquerade show was yeah. supposed to be kind of like the bigger show. Yeah, because I remember they did the uh, Homegrown... That was my and the first to be the man tournament. Masquerade. And then yeah. I was there for the to be the man tournament. And then I did to all the quad shows and pretty much. Oh, look at that tag team thing. The agility. Yes. He. Oh! Uh, literal diving nope. to save his nope. partner. Oh, look, look, look. The booty action. Yeah. And he had a dance. Talk to the referee. This is only going to make the, the lethal weapons matter. Yeah, that's all they're gonna be. More upset, more uh, angry. Yeah, we we get we we're getting closer to. So, so what what do you think uh, so far of the lethal weapons? This is uh pre pre questions. They were still heels. They were heels. Yeah, they they, they were the heels. They they were not heroes yet. Yeah, the um, hierarchy had not even formed at this point. There was no hierarchy yet. Yeah, no. God, he's just diving he, across the ring. They didn't form until show of the year one was when Jimmy and right. Murder formed the hierarchy. Mm-hmm. I was there for that. I mean, even even back this far, I could, or I guess you could really tell that um, Adrian was probably the better of the two. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Between the two, easily. Armor has a lot oh, of talent. The there's the hot tag, and it wasn't really that hot because it took him a Ooh. minute to get in. And then he's still fighting, even though he's supposed to be like. Oh, the guy! Oh, Siler, can he? Oh, he fell right into the corner. He so a hot tag for the lethal weapon. That was the worst. The oh, look at oh, oh, oh my god! What this... in the world is he doing? Oh, wait, no! Oh, what was on that? Face. On his face, head scissors down. Oh, oh, look! So, Siler didn't even get to break it out. He didn't get it in time, but good thing armor. Bye, oh! Basta. Bye, Basta! Now he's mad. 
Siler's mad online. He's like, I'm not even a legal man, but oh wait, hold on. Ooh. Uh, Get some control, ref. One in, one Ooh. out. Oh, what is this? Oh, he threw his, he threw his partner into him. Yeah. And he we and then just enter. What is going on? I feel bad for the curry man. I don't know. Let, 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 let's see if, we, if they remember who the legal man is. Discus Larry! Oh! He was doing destructive disc back then. I didn't know if he was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. Armor oh, had great rolling lariat. For the win, your winners, the lethal weapons. Outweighed their opponents 300 pounds to one. <laughs> <laughs> They, they outweigh their opponents one calf. Um, one one calf to none. But yeah, uh, how how did you find that interesting? Uh, well, you know, it happened. Look, that that it was that, a thing. You, you guys can find that on on AWE's YouTube page. Uh, so just make sure you go to uh, YouTube.com and then search uh, the, uh, what do you call it? AWE, you can go to their page and then just look uh, or look for uh, Lethal Weapons versus the Harbor Foundation. Uh, it's a quick, what, 13-minute match. It's fun. It's interesting. You get to see uh, the, the genesis of uh, AWE. The days, the Canton days. Uh, next week we'll take a, a look at a, at a different period <laughs> in AWE. As, uh, we'll look at uh, Leo Rush versus Sugar D from House Party Five. It'll be one of the quad shows. That uh, was my first show. All right. Uh, wait, no, then we're not gonna watch that one. Are we, is, that, is that the next one we're going to watch? I, I forgot. Or, no, no, no. We did not. We, the next them. one, we're good chronologically. I got my list here. Jimmy Ray versus Kyle Matthews is who we'll watch next. Uh, from the Masquerade. Uh, so that, that'll be a fun one to watch. Then we'll watch the week after Leo Rush versus Shugdi. And we'll end with the match that we've talked about before and we've loved, uh, Isla Dawn versus Eva Lee's from Opera. So, yeah, stay tuned. We've got lots of good stuff coming. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week here on Podbean uh, on Thursday at 10 p.m. Make sure you check out Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment's Loud. Uh, AWE Loud on Right Now TV uh, Monday nights at 9 p.m. You can catch the replay also on um, Thursdays as well. Uh, yeah, and keep enjoying the shows. Uh, make sure you check us out on and subscribe on Podbean, Stitcher, TuneIn, Tw- uh, Twitch. We're not on Twitch. I'm not doing the Twitch thing. Uh, and iTunes and Amazon Music. Uh, check us out on the Twitter machine at FOW Radio. Danny's on Twitter at Danny F. Danger. Mika's on Twitter at Mika Villas. 
Eric's on Twitter at EJ423X. I'm on Twitter at YellowmanPA. And until next time, keep watching wrestling. Thank you.